Good morning, Kyle. Hello, good sir. <laughs> Hello. Hi. What an adventurous morning we've had so far. Yeah. Yeah. FML. We, we went. <laughs> you don't. I, I'm pretty sure nowadays you don't have to let everybody know what FML means. Yeah, but I had to think about it. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what's did the abbreviation? I, did I, did that? I say the right one? Mm, did I say SMH? Mm, what does that one mean? We went on an adventure. This we morning. went on a slight adventure. Yeah, I mean, quick little road trip down the road to Kyle's house. Yep. Yep. Sorry for interrupting your morning, Sam. Yep. Uh, appreciate appreciate you letting us barge in in the middle of your time. You're, Don't forget the most important part of yeah. recording a podcast: the memory card. Yeah, dude, your boys are so cute. They're Spidey like, over there. Spidey, Spidey man. And your little dude walking around pushing his little lawnmower. Yeah, that was his birthday present. Was it? Yeah, he That's turned one yesterday. This happy so you birthday. Came, so see, you came to over to my house at a good time because the house was like seventy five percent cleaned because we're having a party tonight. Oh, you you having a, how big? You throwing like a big old one yeah, first like, year birthday party yeah, bash, both sides of the family type thing. Oh, nice. I'm hoping the weather holds out and we can just have everyone chill outside. Yeah. Do some grilling. Yep, what I'm you on got, the hook. What you got Just for the grill? Brats and burgers. Yeah, no steaks? But no steaks. Dude, I got to do like 20 of each. 20 brats? Okay. Well, never mind then. I got two 12-packs of brats, like the party pack. Yep. And then I'm going to do like five pounds of burgers. Do you, when you're, if you're having a party, do you ever buy the pre-patty burgers? We, th- we are going to. And uh, we had a bunch of ground beef already from my wife's brother. Um, so we decided to go the cheap route it, and I'll just form them this afternoon. Well, it's just, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just more like a time saving. Yeah. You know, it's, it's sometimes it's nice just to go <laughs> grab the pre padded ones. And it's not like it's hard to no, patty them up, no, no, but no. it's like, um, I will say though, if I'm going to get the pre padded ones, I kind of lean towards the one that actually looked like somebody patted it out as opposed yeah. to rolled it out and then cut it with a cookie cutter. Yeah. But I don't know why. It just like you're, made... not, you're not talking pre-patted like the frozen bulk pack. No, you're no, talking no, no, like no. the ground beef pack ground that's beef. already patted. Yeah, fresh, yeah. fresh meat. Yeah. But there's something about when it looks like it's been cut out with a cookie cutter. It's like, eh, that's like too perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I I still want it to look like maybe I, maybe I want to <laughs> let people think bit. that I patty the burgers. <laughs> See, when I patty the burgers, I go pretty, pretty uh, uniform. Yeah, well, uniform's good because you want it all to cook the same. That's super. But I mean, important. like edges and stuff too. Do you cut them out? Yeah, well, I have a burger press. Really? Well, it's just a piece of plastic that you smash the burger into. But if but it, it, like. Creates a, the perfect it creates burger. a circle, yeah. So I actually like take the ground beef. I weigh out. Wow, I weigh it out. You weigh it and everything. So you yeah. are pretty exacting about it. See, but I but I've never made, had to do this for five pounds. It's always been like a pound, maybe two. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I may be making four to eight. Now we got to make twenty. You'll be all right. I know. Take it'll take an extra what five minutes? Yeah, it doesn't take long. No, uh, uh-uh. I don't weigh shit. No, no, I just. So I'll take the ground beef. Um, we've been getting some ground beef from the Bula Farm. Okay. It's uh, um, so it's pretty cool. Uh, uh, Maureen and Ron Bula, awesome folks. They got this sweet farm outside of town. 
Um, and uh, she was a teacher for my kids when they were in school. Oh, nice. And, yeah, she's the sweetest lady in the world. Um, loved teaching, loved, loved the kids. And so every year, um, all, the, all the grades in the school, I think it was all the grades anyway, would take a trip to the Bula farm. There's pigs and goats and chickens and all the shit, you know, and it's a great time. And she'd always invite all these kids out. And um, but now they, she's not teaching anymore, and she sells um, organic and grass fed and all these mm-hmm. things. And um, Stephanie's been picking it up at the farmers market on Saturday. So it's Saturday morning, everybody. If you're listening to this and you think about next Saturday morning, you <laughs> want to get Saturday. yourself, yeah, yeah. I had to think about it for a second. You can't do it today because we're not live. But next Saturday morning, if you want to go down to the Bearboo Farmer's Market, I think Maureen Bula is going to be down there. She's usually there nice. on Saturdays. She just carried all in a giant Yeti She's cooler get, or something? Um, well, I think they show up with a pickup truck, and they okay. get a bunch of coolers, and then they unload everything. Because she's got eggs. She's got beef. She's got pork. She's got, mm. oh, this bacon she got. Oh, my God. I can't wait to try it. It's like, This is the most amazing looking bacon. Is it? It's incredible. It's like... It's one pound of bacon, but it's only like 12 slices. Damn. <laughs> it's like super thick and it's wide slices, yeah, you know. Yeah. They, it just looks so good. But anyway, I digress. I put it into a big bowl. and I get my seasoning in there that I really like. Mm-hmm. Get it in there, spread it in there evenly. Mix it all up with my hands. Get it all done. And then I just grab a wad. I shape it in the palm of my hands. I'm doing a little hand doing gesture. A little, yeah, little yeah, balling action. Yeah, balling action. Yeah, I'm balling over here. <laughs> I'm balling it up. <laughs> So then, do you add any binder or anything? No, like some people add oil or egg or something like that. Depends on the meat. I've done that before, but yeah. like, I really like other than a little bit of seasoning, I really hate fucking with really good meat. Yeah, you know, there's just something like I just feel bad. Yeah, I've tried it before, and I'm like, eh, I'm just gonna stick to beef. Now, if it's venison, because it's so lean, you have to add some kind of fat. In there. Sometimes yeah. I'll add some, like I'll add like a pork sausage or something sure. to it, which is pretty tasty. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I mean, I don't always, but then it's like it's so tough because it dries out quick, and then you know, yeah, venison. It's tricky. Hang on a second. <clears throat> Sorry, it's I won't right. even flag it for you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, like venison, when I do venison steaks, obviously you don't have to do that much, but those you're just cooking, flash cooking essentially. Yeah. Jerky for me is pretty lean. Even if I do ground jerky, or de- yeah, if I grind it and then de- mm-hmm. dehydrate it, yeah. that's pretty lean. Like if you do snack sticks and stuff, you have to add like that pork oh, fat or something like to. that. It's yeah, so, it, it's so dry. Yeah. So dry and it gets like, it's like when I, when you bite into a really good snack stick or, or sausage, you gotta have that that chewiness, yeah. you know. It's gotta it's be gotta there. Have, yeah. It's gotta have some good fat, and you don't need to eat sand. No, le- venison is not good for that. But I mean, that's like you have you ever watched the show Alone? Yep. So they're always talking about how it, it like it's at the end of the show, and they're eating all this meat, but it's also fucking lean. It doesn't they don't have any right. fat? Right. You know, and without the fat, like they're eating. I don't know. They're eating more meat in a day than I would ever eat, but they're not putting on any pounds, you know, because there's just no fat to it. Yep. And it's like, I had never, I mean, I'd never really cognitively thought that hard about it until I watched it show. I, I haven't either. Like I know there's good quote unquote fats and I know that you need to have some level of fat in your diet. But mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I think there was a guy and I can't, I think he won. Did th- Which one? The guy that shot the moose? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he but he won. had all the fat was gone. Yeah, because that fucking badger came and fucking yeah. stole it, son of a bitch. Yeah, so this guy is 
shot a moose and he had all the fat like in a separate yeah, thing in, a, in like a skin or something yeah yeah and then it got taken by an animal you know so he, yeah he was literally like he was contemplating before he quote unquote won like he was like i literally shot a fucking moose and i'm gonna have to tap out yeah because i'm yeah. gonna die because i'm gonna die I'll because hunger. i don't have any fat yeah, yeah well he was real fucking thin yeah when what the fuck though I mean, been, he's been out there a long time. He knows he needs the fat, and he put it in, the, in a place that an animal could get to it. Didn't he build a like a tower thing? He did build a tower thing, but he left the ladder leaning against oh. it. Well, that that could have just been a mistake. It was a mistake. No, I know that, but like a one day mistake. Yeah, well, you can't have a one day mistake out there. No, but can you imagine death. what your brain goes through alone for months? It's fucking. It's like. <laughs> nothing penetrates us. I'd be a fucking disaster, I'm sure. No, it, it's um Dude, I get ornery as fuck if I don't have coffee in the morning. I can't imagine. I bet that I bet that after a few days you just you, it would get out of your system. Yeah, I know. It's um No, I I the the solitude mm-hmm. and the loneliness and then you're fucking talking to yourself cuz you got to film yourself all the time. It would be a trip. I'm sure. I'm sure. Like, there's a point where you just kind of. I mean, and we've seen it on the show. Yeah. There's a there's a point where everybody just kind of gets a little wacky, right? You know. But they do they have? Was it weekly check ins? How often does like a medic come and check on out? I think it's a weekly medic yeah. medical check. It's been a long time since I watched. The I think show. it's a weekly medical check. Well, this did you see the latest one? No. Okay, I won't tell you what happens then. No, in fact, I think the only one I've watched is the moose one. Because of you. Oh, really? About the moose one. Oh, yeah, man. It was, but when you told me it wasn't that the guy was dying with no fat, he's like, he right. fucking shot a moose. Yeah. yeah. With a fucking bow and arrow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the, the, the latest one's pretty solid, too. It, it's interesting because there are some people, like there was this one, I don't know if it was the moose one or not, but this guy went out there. He was so fucking good at being alone that he just got bored. Sure. He's just got bored, and he's like, mm, "This isn't fun anymore. I'm gonna go home." It's like that was it. it. It didn't mean anything. No, no, it was just like he had a good time. He like he built a fucking dining room table. He built okay. some chairs. He built all of his wooden spoons and forks, and he built like uh, a pair of dice out of wood, and he built like a fucking canoe and shit. And he's just like, "Yeah, I don't know. Kind of bored out here. I'm gonna go home <laughs> and see my wife." It's just like it wasn't like a challenge, and uh, and like to and and to be fair, he was only about halfway through. Okay, you know, and then he got to a point where it wasn't a challenge anymore, and um, you know, had he gotten to the point where he didn't have any fat, mm-hmm. you know, and he and it was in the dead of winter and he couldn't get any food, that might have been a little bit different story for him. Yeah, because people on the show are out there for, I mean, a day or. Yeah, or like months, right? Yeah, I think I think a hundred days was the was the point for the last show. Was like, um, so the last show was uh, it was the standard. I'm sorry, maybe it was the last one, maybe the time before last. It was the standard who can survive the longest, and then if you can survive to a hundred days, you get like so they won a million dollars instead of five hundred thousand. I think. Oh, okay. So you get five hundred thousand for surviving the longest, and then if you made it to a hundred days, you got a million. And so the guy who got, who who won, 
he survived the longest, but they didn't come and get him right away like they normally do. Sure. They waited till he got to 100 days, and then they came and got him. Um, and I think, like, by the time you get to 100 days, like, if you're, because, you know, you're marking your days on your fucking board or whatever you're marking them on when you're uh, trying to figure out what day it is, he, uh, um, you got to know you won. Yeah. Right? It's 100 days. Think. It's like, they nobody'd ever made it a hundred days, I don't think. Oh, okay. You know, and so it's like he had to know he won. But anyway, he he is a uh he's gonna be like on all the talk shows and shit for a while, I would imagine. You know, get on some podcasts, on some radio shows, and then he'll be a hit for a little while, then he'll go back to his hometown. And, oh, for sure. No, yeah. no. Wonder what that's like for somebody, you know, because a lot of these guys are preppers. Mm-hmm. you know and ladies and they're like they thrive in not being in the public you know that's the that's the premise of the whole show is not being in the public and here they are putting themselves into the whole fucking world when they want to be alone right you know so are they ever do they ever get their life back after they spend all that time on in front of cameras you know yeah, i don't again only watching like the one show um yeah like i don't know if like the survivalist mindset is to necessarily be alone it's just being prepared or the prepper is just being prepared so i don't know like well 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 but i can understand if you're not if you're just joe schmo and you have a certain set of skills like liam neeson does (laughs) and then you go on this show and then let's say you win and everyone's like oh that's so awesome tell us about it blah 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 and then you're like okay bye Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Does it have I I would imagine it's the same. Life well, goes on. I'm thinking I'm thinking about like people that are like true survivalists that want like their dream is to live in off the land in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a solitary environment. Maybe you got like your someone in your family with you, you got a spouse or maybe whatever. But I mean, you're not gonna run into a lot of people doing that. Right. You know, not many people are going to share that same passion with you. Right. You know, so I think inherently just be it by the nature of what it is, there's there's uh, more solitude to it and less like being around people. And then, so you live this life of being a survivalist and, and some of them for sure like are like a modern day survivalist. So mm-hmm. they got their bug out bag and right. all that shit, you know, um, but they got a regular life. They got a nine to five. Um, but some of these people are just like, that's just what they do. Yeah, it's like off-the-grid living. Yeah. 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 So, speaking of which, um, we were uh, we were talking earlier this morning. I was helping my ex-father-in-law move um, his shit. He's packing up and moving back to Idaho. Um, and he had a uh, piece of property in Hillsborough, Wisconsin, that was 100% off-the-grid. And um, he built it all by hand. Mm-hmm. And um, it was uh, such a neat place. No running water, no electricity. I mean, we even w- I, I always think about it, the cabin when I say things like that because our cabin where we do the Boys and Girls Club camp yeah. out. But he built his house on a cob. So he took a shovel and you cut a big square of sod. Okay. Like a three foot long by two foot wide square of sod out of the ground. And then you stack these squares like four high. 
and then you and you slather it in this like muddy concrete mix. Okay. And then you stack another four squares and you slather it and another four squares and you slather it and you build your walls. It's like that's what the walls are. That's built what out the of. walls are made out of. And then um, in between sections of cod is like a log for for structural strength mm-hmm. to hold up the roof. So he cut down his own trees, used that fucking hand scraper tool, and he scraped all the bark off all the logs, stripped them all, buried them in the ground, put cob in between all of them, and then he built the roof on top. And the roof was one of those living roofs, so it's got sod on top of it, mm-hmm. and it grows mm-hmm. grass all summer long. Um, and uh, the floor is just like, it's like that concrete mud mixture. You put, he just slather it, and he made a smooth floor and it's like you can sweep it and mop it and all those things. Um, he built all of his own shelving. He, uh, uh, designed the house. It's got like a, um, like a, two levels, but it's not like a, a basement. It's just a little step up because that was oh, the topography sure. of, the, of the land he built it on. He built his own front door. It's all got this arcway and all the little windows. Like he did everything by hand. Like, Damn. It's incredible. It's a, it's a really, really cool place. And it's neat because in the summertime, because of how thick the walls are in their cob, it stays really cool in there mm. in the summer. Mm-hmm. And then he's got a wood stove, and it stays really warm in there in the winter. It's, like, really impressive the way he did it. Um, and then he built his own sauna out of logs. Okay. Cut down the fucking logs, stripped them all, framed it all up. Big glass. He took, like, a... Um, a window from a um, a sliding glass door. Oh. And that was the big window that he used to look out from the sauna, put a wood stove in there, and it's all stone on the inside. He built a chicken coop. He built a, a like a little goat hut. And then he built two big barns and um, <clears throat> all fucking milled wood from his property. Wow. Yeah, it's like, it's an incredible place. It really is. And How far is Hillsboro from Baraboo? About an hour, hour okay. 15, depending on how fast you drive. Just a little too far. It's a little too <laughs> far. What? It's a, he had like, he had TV crews come out and do stories on him. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He's um, one of the most interesting guys I'd say I've ever met. He's a, uh, uh, he was a ranger, I think, um, and a medic in the army. Um, and uh, he was, but, and so he's a survivalist, one sure. of those guys. Um, he uh, and he loved living in the wilderness. Loved living off the land and building shit. He like he's he's built like he's got another house in Idaho that he built similar to his cob house, except for he built it out of field stone. Okay, hand stacked, hand laid, wow. everything. Um, it's just super talented guy, and he's always been really amazing. About uh, he's one of those guys that if it if it's like something you need to figure out that doesn't have to do with technology. He'll figure out a way to get, mm-hmm. get through something. Um, yeah, he was just like pretty, just a really impressive guy. He's traveled all over, um, and uh, he used to be uh, used to work for the um, Powell Ranger Station in Idaho on the Idaho Montana border, and he used to do pack mules into uh, fire towers and firefighters and stuff like that. So he'd run pack trains into the mountains and. He was a hunting guide for a long time. And wow. Yeah, just a really interesting so guy. So he's really connected with nature. Very, very connected with nature. Yeah, for sure. So we were helping him move. And um, he, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's strange when there's a place that, um, like, 
You ever have a place that's been part of your family for a really long time? Yeah. Even if you don't see it very much, and then when you know you're not going to see it again, it's just tough. Yeah. You know? It's kind of like that. Like, my kids grew up there. I used to, I, like, took my boys hunting there for the first time mm-hmm. ever. You know, um, like, Connor and I got the first deer there, and uh, we'd go and... Um, camp out and have big campfires my kids would go spend the weekends up there with their grandfather and it was just like just a super special place and what's interesting though is that when I was there I was feeling all the feels you know when we're packing them up and getting ready to go and he's not feeling like he I didn't pick up on anything from him hmm. he's just like yep just gotta pack it up and get out of here just you know this and that and get this and grab that box and everything else and maybe he'd already had his moment sure. to feel the feels but uh, it was like, I felt like I was the only one feeling the feels. Everybody else was like, come on, let's get this done. So, I don't know. It's interesting. Have you ever, um, like a house, your old house or something like that, you ever gone back into it and just not the same? So, for instance, the house I grew up in, um, down in Sauk, we moved out when I was 18. My parents built a new house. And... um like, I don't know, it must have been 10 years later or something like that. Yeah, it was when Sam and I were moving back to the area. Um, our old house came up for sale. Really? So we had the opportunity to go through, like, a open house and just mm-hmm. go through the house again. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it just it wasn't the same. Was like, it, the memories weren't even there anymore. Was it off-putting? No. I mean, they took care of the house, and it looked nice, and mm-hmm. but... Just, uh, just wasn't there. Wasn't there. It wasn't our house anymore. It didn't have that same vibe. Hmm. Interesting. What is it? What is it that makes it? I mean, I guess you know they say like, what is it that makes a home? Yeah. You know, and it's like the people in it. I think anyway, it's like it's it's the people that you share it with and and all that. I will say though, I mean, I don't know if I've ever had an opportunity. To go through a house of that I lived in after someone else had lived in it, you know. Yeah. So I can't. I, I'm try. I'd have to think about that for a little bit. I can't think of any any place I've ever had where I went back to a place that I used to own or live in that someone else lives in yeah. now or was up for sale. Because, yeah, I mean, there would be very specific memories I I, I would have about right. any place I ever lived that I could kind of go back to. Right, and so, I mean, but wall colors change or right appliances well, get switched out and modernized and it's just it changes it. it changes it yeah yeah it changes all it's all the little details right like they i guess in your memory they got to match up yeah. right for you to be able to vision envision the memories all the little details have to match up because if they don't then it's like oh something's not right yeah mm. so it was it was a really fun experience but it was eye-opening at the same time like yeah i got I have vivid memories living here, mm-hmm. but I don't have the connection right now to this house. Yeah. It was just different. Were you like, well, this is a place when I was 14, like telling stories to Sam about it when you're walking through? Huh? No. Well, I mean, like this was my old room here and, mm-hmm. oh, maybe it was, you know, we walked to the basement and my old bedroom, which was like a closet, <laughs> um, was gone. Oh, really? Like they had taken it out and it just opened up the, the basement. Oh, well, that would change it a lot. 
Yeah, but even like the main floor and the it was a two story house plus a basement. So is that okay? Is a two story house with a basement considered a three story house or a two story house? Because I, I call it, it a two story. I house. think it's a two story. I think it's above ground. Yeah, stories are above ground. Okay, that's what I'm going with. So it's a two story house. So the upstairs and the main level were were the same. I mean, updated or paint color changed, but the basement was changed quite a bit. And yeah, yeah. Was it like finished with a big rec room and stuff? Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. I always wanted that for my kids. Finished basement. Like, yeah, with a big rec room, you know, you could put up some ping pong mm-hmm. and, and, and foosball and all that shit. And I know we looked hard for a long time at different houses, and we could never find one that had that um, that space sure. to, put the, to have for the kids so they could do that. It's like, I think it's a pretty great thing. I think looking back with my kids, it's like I would have been a little bit more of a focus of mine is to create that rec room space, yeah. you know, yeah. that that we that we didn't create. Like, I didn't have it when I was a kid. But uh, it's like, it's a great spot for kids to go and hang out where the parents aren't. Right. You know, but they're still home. Right. You know, so they can, you know, have pizza and all that stuff and, and not worry about, you know, someone getting on their case. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, our house now has a finished basement. Oh, 75% finished minus the utility room. So, mm-hmm. But it has that. It's not huge, but it has the space. Yeah, it doesn't need to be. It's got the little living room, and mm-hmm. there's enough space. I don't know if you could put a pool table down there. It might not be big enough for that. But you could put a foosball table easily or another, like, kitchen table, like a little card table type thing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you kept, like, the living room part intact. If you wow. took the living room part out, then you could put whatever the hell you wanted on there. You got to get some gaming chairs and a big no, TV. It's oh, got it's, a nice t- It's got an appropriately sized TV. It's coming. It's coming, Kyle. You don't know it's coming, but it's coming. Gaming chairs are coming. You nah. don't know it yet. Nah. Yep, that's what I said, Sit on the too. couch. I've never used a gaming chair. Well, I mean, it's just like, are you, I, you're talking I, like I, the rockers I, things? I, that well, like, I'm just, I'm more, I mean, yes, that's a gaming chair, technically. I was just more talking about, like, the gaming area. Yeah. You know, like, the kids are going to want to place the game. Yeah, I know. But by then... By then, it's going to be a the, the VR suit that we were talking True. about last week. So they don't need, won't even need that. I just need a shelf. Yeah, you just need a big open space. You know what I really want in mm. a gaming room? What do you want? A fucking pinball machine. A pinball machine. Yeah. Holy shit. That'd be awesome. That's a unit right there. I know. I mean, you can buy them. I know they're like expensive. Yeah, they are. Um, Drew's got like a little tabletop arcade machine. Yeah. And it's got like. I don't know, like 500 yeah. old school arcade games on it. I have something like that, it too. It was pretty expensive. Oh, I built mine. You built it? Does it have the joystick and the yep. buttons? You built all of it? Yeah. From what? Uh, Wood? Yeah. So you built the, the frame? How it's did a, you do that? It's a tabletop, yeah. I just found a plan online. We cut out the frame, and then we trimmed it in. It doesn't... And then I bought the buttons and the joysticks online and got a layout and then uh it has a computer monitor in it and now uh, is it the kind you sit in front of and look down at or is it the kind that sits on top of the table it's supposed to sit on top of a table okay it's like a bar one yeah okay so yeah it doesn't have like a a big cabinet it's just like i'm doing hand motions but you know the the joystick and the the buttons are maybe three inches off the, the top and then it's just got a computer monitor 
but it's it's framed in so it has the arcade look yeah and did, did how did you paint it did you i didn't so yeah. it's very like me as in i just clear coated it oh okay so it looks wood but it functions the same and yeah. then um you can buy these little they're like raspberry pies is what they're called what it's a it's a tiny cheap computer, but it's perfect for emulating like old school arcade games. Raspberry Pis. Yeah. Wonder why they call it that. I don't know. Interesting. Do you play it? Yeah. Lincoln actually plays it. Does he? Yeah. Does he play Pac Man and shit? Uh, no, he likes to play um there's some superhero oh, Street Fighter style. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But less violent is just like kapow kapang kapow well street fighter wasn't really that violent back in the day yeah well now the new ones the mortal Kombat ones now oh Fuck. yeah that's no mortal Kombat was always so like yeah that, though but no it's i've got uh it's got a bunch of arcade games it's got some classic nintendo games nice like s- like Paperboy. Paperboy, boy excite nice. bike yeah uh, so back in the day mario brothers those games general. was the ones where in I did never think about it back then, but your 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 guy never really moved. No, just the screen moves behind him. You, you, if you notice that, it's like I didn't. I've never paid attention. To yeah, that. so like, um, like uh, uh like F one racer and stuff like yeah. that. It's just the car stays in the same place and the screen moves around the car. Hmm. It's like when you steer, like the the wheels move, but it actually moves just moves the screen. Interesting. Yeah, it's um I don't know what what it is with the technology about if you to manipulate the one thing on the big screen or it's easier to manipulate the screen. The side scrollers. Yeah, I don't I don't know what that is. What's That's this? like your, like su- like Super Mario is a side scroller where he's just like right. 2D and he's just running along the thing and he goes up and down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of it. Interesting. Yeah. Contra was the same way. Dude, I like Contra. Contra's a badass. So do you have a play, PlayStation 1? No. No? Did you have a PlayStation? I had a PlayStation 2. Okay. So I got onto this Reddit thread the other day, and it's like, best PlayStation 1 game ever. Did you ever play Resident Evil? Yeah. Did you ever play Resident Evil 2? Uh, I don't know. So Not that I remember. Resident Evil 2. I played a lot of Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal was fucking sweet. Yeah. That was an awesome game. Me and my buddy used to rent that every weekend. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that was a fucking killer game. Anyways, sorry. No, it's all Resident good. Resident Evil 2. Resident Evil 2. That game scared the fuck out of me. Yeah? Oh, my God. For for the, for its day, the way, it, the way the designers did it, it was a scary motherfucking game. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they do these jump scares and these yep. fucking, these long-tongued fucking zombie things that come right. out at you and shit. And it was so good. It was so good. Like, and anyway, on the Reddit thread, like, thousands of people, like, Resident Evil 2, all day, every day. I had nightmares about that shit for, like, weeks. <laughs> and it was just, like, um, there are just games that came out that were just iconic yeah. for the time that um, you just couldn't get out of your head. Yeah. You know, Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal is a great one. Yeah. Did you ever play Duke Nukem on PC? Yeah, I played Duke Fuck Nukem yeah. on PC. One. Hell yeah. Played Doom. Yeah. Doom was yeah, good, man. Yeah. yeah. There was like so many good games. Um what was one? We played uh this rock and roll racing. You ever okay. seen that? No. It's like you're like these little teeny tiny cars on a little track 
and it was like all these all these classic rock heavy metal jams, but but they were like just a little bit off, <laughs> so so they couldn't get in trouble for copyrights. But it's like it wasn't no words; it was just the music, and and it's like you knew I, you knew the song. Thank you, you knew the song. I said thank you, everybody, Kyle, because. <laughs> You know, I notice we do this sometimes. We'll just say say something because it's something appropriate. Something's but. happening outside of the of the conversation. Kyle just brought me a bottle of water, everybody, because he realized I left mine in my truck. He's just a nice guy. Um, but yeah, there's just like Mike Tyson punch out. See, I haven't I didn't play that until I bought a so when Nintendo dropped the Nintendo Classic Mini. Which is essentially it looks like a Nintendo, yeah, but it has it's a plug digital and, games. Plug and play, right? Yeah, it's got the thirty preloaded digital games on yep. it. Yeah. Well, then they dropped the Super Nintendo one, so I bought the Super Nintendo one because the Nintendo one you couldn't find, and Super Nintendo has Punch Out. Okay, so that's the first time I ever played it. Really? Yeah. Oh man. And I I grew up playing Super Nintendo. What about Tecmo Bowl? Did you play Tecmo Bowl? Yeah. Did you know they still to this day have Tecmo Bowl tournaments? No. Yeah, they're like, there's this, uh, they'll, they'll hold it in the bar, and they'll set up like 50 monitors, and you play super, it's either super tech, I think it's super tech mobile, and uh, like all these middle-aged to 50-year-old yeah, dudes the old will go stuff. in there, and, and it'll be like an all-weekend-long tournament. Damn. Yeah, and it's like, and you know, I don't, I can't imagine a prize money's much. No. But it's all just like. It's got to be so much fun. Just and everybody's got to pick their favorite team, you know? Well, there's only how many teams on Tecmo Bowl? I want to say, I don't know how many teams are in Tecmo Bowl. I don't know. I'm trying to remember. It. I thought it was like all the teams of the day were on okay. there. I want to say. Maybe. Maybe it was. But there were like some teams that were like, or some players anyway, that were so overpowered. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was like Bo Jackson. Couldn't stop Bo Jackson. Like there was nothing you could do. He's like a fucking tank, and he was fast. Like, who's the most overpowered? Bo Jackson, um, Christian Okoye. Do you remember him? No. They, they called him the Nigerian Nightmare. He played for Kansas City, and he was this giant Nigerian dude, and he had one of those big neck pads on top of his mm, shoulders, mm-hmm. and he would just truck people. <laughs> like, he would just go through the line and just, like, just put his head down and just truck everybody that got in his way. I think there was only one dude I remember that ever, like, trucked him and he was not even a very big guy he played for the new orleans saints his name was john lynch i think was his name was the only person i ever saw like take christian okoye down big time anyway i know john lynch he's in then he played for the broncos yep i think it was john lynch anyway this guy that played for the saints i think it was john lynch Hmm. yeah he's like he's a a, an announcer now Now he is yeah. yeah. yeah um but anyway wow Hey, have you read about this Aaron Rodgers business? I no, I all I know is apparently we have Randall Cobb back and Rodgers is going to play. Rodgers did a an interview that was fucking amazing. Okay, like I I've watched Rodgers play a lot. I've never really listened to him talk too much, and I my opinion of him was like kind of whatever. Sure, you know he's a good player. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback for sure. Um. But, like, at times I thought, like, oh, he's kind of a complainer, like, yeah. you know, all that. So um, he, he did this interview, and he fucking basically, he ripped the organization a new asshole 
But he did it in such an eloquent way. And I'm not talking like big words eloquent, but just so well-spoken. I gained a lot of respect for him. I'll have to watch it. You'll have to watch it. It's really, really good. But he And he really breaks it down like what it is about the organization that really upsets him. Yeah. You know, and, and like he said, you know, he goes, he goes, you're, he goes, I'm an NFL MVP, you know, coming off an MVP year. He goes, I'm thinking like, okay, so this is going to be contract extension time because, you know, I've only got a couple years left and, and this is going to be a good time. This is like, he goes, I know the business. I know how this works. You know, this is the time when you offer a contract extension to your, to the players you want to keep around. And he goes, so I was kind of waiting for it. And he says, and they didn't talk to me. And he goes, I'm like, what's going on? You know, okay, fine. If you don't want to talk to me, don't talk to me. And he goes, and then he goes, uh, um, he says, and then they draft this new quarterback. Yeah. And he's like, okay, so this is the direction they're going. That's fine. What do they want to do? And he goes, but the problem was, he goes, they didn't, they don't ever talk to me about, he goes, like people to draft. They don't talk to me about like player relations. And I understand like a lot of times the company isn't going to talk to the players about who they should and shouldn't keep on. But he goes, he said, I've been here long enough. I'm the one handing the ball off and passing the ball to these guys. He goes, I should have some say in like who I want to throw the ball to and, and what I see in these players and what they offer the team more than just money, mm-hmm. you know? And he said that, the Packers are fucking assholes when it comes to letting go of veterans. He said they treat them like shit. Really? Yeah. And he's just like, and he listed this huge list of guys like Jordy Nelson, mm-hmm. Kuhn, Cobb, um, what's his name, the uh, defensive uh, back that they let go of that was here forever. Matthews or the Clay Hawk. Matthews is on there. Not Hawk. Um, D-back. He's like a, a son of a bitch. Like his safety. I can't think of his oh. name. Anyway, yeah. he's really good. Um, God, I don't know why I can't Charles. Think. Charles Woodson. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and he's just like, he's like, you know, he goes, they just cut him. And they just cut him loose, like unceremoniously, just like, pff, like tossing him out. And he goes, you know, it's hard enough for a guy when he retires from the sport that he loves, he's been given his whole life to it, you know, day in and day out. It's his world. He goes, that's hard enough when you know you're going to retire, but when you got to retire in that way, and he says, and the team just kind of treats you like shit. He goes, he goes, that's awful. Mm-hmm. He says, nobody should ever be treated like that. And he goes, and these, they've been doing that for years to guys. And he goes, I just got sick of seeing it. And he's like, so when they did come around and they knew I was looking around at other teams and they offered me this big chunk of money, he's like, anything about the money. I don't want your money. And it was like, Oh, fuck and then he kind of laid it on the line and and so he said well so you know they brought Cobb back they're making some some changes that are you know i guess worth me sticking around for so we'll see how it goes hmm. but you watch the interview it's really impressive i'll have to watch it's it really it's, it's worth it it's big time worth it and i gained a lot of respect for him now my son connor he he, he uh listens to him on the pat mcafee show he's got oh, a, yeah. he's got a show and rogers is on there a lot I think he's on there every Tuesday, I guess. Damn. Yeah. Him and Pat are friends. They are. They are. Um, and uh, so Connor's been watching a long time, and he says he's gained a lot of respect for him just from watching him on yeah. the show. But Well, and I think that's just – it emphasizes, like, talk to fucking people. Have conversations because you might learn something or think differently. Like, 
if you if you're not paying attention or you don't see that kind of stuff, all you'll see is or your heel, you're all you'll see and all you'll hear. <laughs> Jesus. Is what either people say about him. Right. Or just like the in the moment, like on the field stuff where it looks like he's complaining. Yeah, he's pissy. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, yeah, it's that it's very, yeah, that's true. And that's the thing. We're all <laughs> Connor and I were talking. We're all like fucking backseat quarterbacks. Oh, for sure. Like, oh, come on. What you fucking throw it over there for? It's like, I could have made that throw. It's like, no, I couldn't have made that throw. You know, it's like fucking, we're such chumps compared to those guys. Absolutely. Did you, have you ever listened to, this used to be radio commercials, uh, the Bud Light Presents commercials, like the real men of genius. Oh, yeah, yeah, real yeah. American heroes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever hear the, uh, oh, what the fuck is it? It's like the absurd sports fan one or whatever. Mm -mm. It's like the opening line is, they say those who can't play coach. Apparently those who can't coach sit 30 rows back, shirtless, shouting obscenities. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, it's truth, man. It's We have this thing that we have with like our athletes and our sports, and and it's like we sit there and we scream and yell, and we're like, we know the plays they should have made and all those things, and we don't. You'll have to listen to that because that one's so perfect for that. They did a really good job. He's like, armed with gaming tips, like, throw the ball and catch it. Like, that sucked. What a bunch of... (laughs) It's, oh, fuck. Is it where this guy's like, real man genius? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Those were awesome commercials. They had such good commercials back in the day. These used to be awesome. Yeah, they used to be awesome. There's some awesome stuff, but they're not that awesome. Are they? Are they really? Mayhem's pretty awesome. Okay. I like mayhem. Yeah. yeah. Do you watch Super Bowl commercials? I always watch them before. Yeah. You know, cuz they because they're like they sh- like they'll show up on Facebook or oh, something, yeah. you know. So yeah, sometimes. I, I and I like watching them during the game. I enjoy it and I know like Stephanie watches the game only for the commercials. Okay. So it's like we always pay attention See, to but the They just like I feel like the last 3 to 4 years they've sucked. Yeah, there's always like one yeah, like you, you're gonna watch a three and a half, four hour football game to see one commercial, one good commercial that you yeah. can just YouTube afterwards. They YouTube it before, like half the time they drop oh, really? them before the before the Super Bowl even comes. You know, before they oh, even play. Yeah, there's like so many times if you want to see the Super Bowl commercials, you can see them ahead of time. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's only one Super Bowl commercial that has always stuck with me that I thought was always fucking hilarious. Which one was that? It was Sprint or AT and T. It was when cell phones. Like smartphones started getting popular. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, I can access the internet on my phone. These two guys are in this locker room comparing cell phones. He mm-hmm. goes, oh, I can too. And he goes, I can get email on mine. He goes, oh, so can I. And he goes, mine has theft deterrent. The guy goes, what's that? And he goes, reach for my wallet. And the guy reaches for his wallet and he throws his cell phone at the guy's face. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, it was, gr- it was great. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you remember like the trunk monkey? No. No? It was like, um, <laughs> it was like this car insurance thing or something, where it was called the the, the option was a trunk monkey, and then <laughs> there's a button on the guy's dash, and you hit the button, and the fucking trunk would pop open. This monkey would jump out with the tire iron and start beating the shit out of people. <laughs> and it's like it's like, are you stuck in a dark alley or something? You're like, you need a trunk monkey. 
bam, and it hits this thing. And it, See, that's a good commercial. Yeah. It's like there's some funny shit. There was some good commercials. How old is that commercial? Oh, that's an old commercial. Oh, yeah. That's, you can't do that now. You can't get away with no. Trunk Monkey anymore. Like, and you can't get away with throwing your cell phone at someone's face. Yeah. Maybe that's a problem. We've just gotten so soft. Probably. We're too easily offended by everything. Yeah. Bunch of bitches. Inciting violence through commercials. How do we get to be such bitches, Kyle, as a society? Probably can't even say bitches anymore. I'm going to get canceled. A bitch is a female dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've just gotten so fucking soft, man. Yeah. We're just like, everything's offensive. And um, and like, uh, what was it? And I, Okay, so I did this, right? It, I thought... It didn't offend me. Okay, so when the uh, the Bucks were playing game five, okay, they won game five, and um, this guy's like, he's a he's a Milwaukee announcer. Okay, maybe he's just a newscaster for the radio, but he's out of Milwaukee. He's like, yeah, Giannis had such a great game, you know. And he goes, man, what about that Giannis? And he goes, he starts to say his last name. And he, like, butchers it, right? Mm-hmm. But he butchers it in this very, like, he he throws out every last African last name okay. you can say. Sure. You know, and it's, like, super long. He goes, however you say those names. And I was like, ooh. Yeah. Well, can't really do that. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I think that fucker's getting fired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it's like, it was just a dumbass moment. Right. Where he opened his mouth and he kept talking when he should have just shut the fuck up or said, said, I can't, I'm not very good at pronouncing his last name, so I don't want to butcher it, mm-hmm. you know, but he just butchered it, but he did it. He didn't butcher it in a way, like an honest way. He butchered it in like a, like a, uh, like over the top kind mm-hmm. of like, I don't think he was being derogatory, but it came out like derogatory, sure, sure. you know? And it was just like, Ooh, man. That's rough. And I think that 10 years ago, had the guy said that, it had been like, yeah, I don't know how to pronounce his name either. Yeah. You know, whatever. But now, you can't do that. No. You cannot be a, a, a personality. You cannot be a, um, a professional uh, announcer or host or in the spotlight and say that stuff. You just can't. can't. Unless you're Tucker Carlson. Then you can say whatever the fuck you want. And they'll take you to court and they'll He's say got personalities. <laughs> huh? I don't watch Tucker. I don't I don't watch Tucker either. But the fucking guy he he's a he incites some lot of fucking conversation amongst people. He incites conversation. That's not a bad thing. People need to talk. No, no, no. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not saying he should be silenced at all. Yeah. I'm not saying he shouldn't be able to say whatever the fuck he wants to say. The problem I have with Tucker Carlson is that he's he's so um he's on that fringe and he's so uh loud and boisterous and crazy and, and he and he like dredges up like all of the ideas from the fringe and he throws them out there like they're gospel. And then when he goes to court did you hear about this? No. Fuckers In fact, took- I don't I don't listen to him, so I don't even know what he talks about. It's all super right wing shit. Like, well, yeah, he's like a right wing. Way right like wing. Like he's a conservative. Yeah, yeah. but he's, he's he's a far right conservative. Anyway. Um so these he he spewed some some facts. I'm making air quotes right now on his show. And these people 
um, did something based on his facts. Okay. Um, and uh, it fucked their lives up, whatever it is they did. I don't even remember the details. But they did something about based on what he told people was a fact. They made a decision in their life. And then they and then they went back and they, and they said you told us that these are the facts and we believed you and you know all these things so they sued him and they took him to court. Fox News argued in court and won with the argument that said anybody within in, within the right mind should know that you cannot believe anything that Tucker Carlson says. Hmm. That was their argument and they won because his his show. Is just a radio show. It's a talk show, and they talk about crazy stuff. Yeah, and it's nothing valid. Nothing he says is actually valid. So you can't take anything he says that for for the truth. And and so it's like there's a he's the highest rated talk show in the country. Yeah, three million viewers every every time. He, yeah. I mean, but you can't but you can't trust anything he says according to his Acor- own company. According to his own company. Which, that's the only part that really fucking bothers me. Right. It's like... Yeah, it's an odd argument to have. Yeah. To you, win a lawsuit. You're going you're gonna to take this, this man's word, and you're going to blast it out there to three million people every week. Right. But then you're going to turn around and say that, that you don't believe anything he says? Hmm. That's fucked up. What's the world we live in? Because they, they make all kinds of money off of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Again, I, I don't listen, so I... Don't know what he talks about, and I don't know anything about the lawsuit. So you have to, li- you must listen to it at some point. Like, do you listen to clips of them or something like that? I've seen a few clips, but I don't. Like, I don't, I don't want to because he's so, um, he's like a diesel on the fire guy. But if you've only seen a few clips, how do you know that's a regular? I don't know what's a regular what? Occurrence. What's a regular occurrence? Like, he's just always throwing diesel on fire. Because every single time I've ever seen him, he's a diesel on the fire guy. Yeah, but you've probably only seen him when someone takes a clip. I think Kyle's defending Tucker Carlson right now, even no, though I'm never just, seen his... No, I'm just saying, like... So, I've listened to... who's the? He's a really controversial guy in the Rush Russia. Limbaugh. No, he's dead. Um, I know he's dead. I'm just saying. Uh, ben was, Shapiro. Yep. And you'll hear you'll have some people who absolutely hate Ben Shapiro. Mm-hmm. But they've never listened to Ben Shapiro. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, when I listen to Ben Shapiro, he actually has formulated thoughts. He doesn't defend absolutely anything. He has his principles. Mm-hmm. He was critical of Trump, and he's been critical of Democrats just the same. And he sticks to like his points. Mm-hmm. And uh, you don't necessarily agree with all his points because he's an Orthodox. He's an Orthodox, Orthodox Jew so some of his principles are based purely around that religion. Sure. And so he there's no flex in some things. So that it's you can disagree with some of those points because he makes those points based on that religion. Sure. Or be on his religion, which I have no problem with. I just I'm not an Orthodox Jew, so maybe I don't agree with certain points like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um like gay marriage and stuff like that. Um so so you can disagree with him, but he he lays out why he thinks the way he does, and so it's just like I'm just I'm just saying like I've listened to Shapiro and I don't have issues with a lot of stuff he says because it's formulated and I don't necessarily agree with it but I don't also don't buy into the clips where people are trying to throw him under the bus without actually knowing what he talks about regularly if that makes sense 
That's I, all. I, I totally understand what you're saying. Um, I've I've also seen clips of Ben Shapiro. Yeah. And uh, I've seen some clips that are like where it sounds like he's talking outrageous and all those things. I will say, like Ben Shapiro, um, from what from the Careful. clips from the clips I've seen of him compared to the clips I've seen of Tucker Carlson, um, Tucker Carlson, his delivery and the way he speaks is more of a like gotcha, mm. you know, um, like. Uh, wouldn't it be great if the if the if the Democrats weren't this or you know it's it's all it's all very one sided mm-hmm. and and uh, and and with Ben Shapiro now granted like I haven't seen a lot of Ben Shapiro either I've probably seen more Tucker Carlson than I have Ben Shapiro but Ben Shapiro like his he's the way he speaks is a little more. Um, conversational conversational yeah yes absolutely that's a great word it's he's he's more open maybe not open-minded but he's like he's having a conversation Mm -hmm. and he's saying what he thinks you know he's not saying these are the facts sure you know and tucker carlson lays out the facts yeah and and so he's like spoon feeding information that that mostly isn't facts as facts to people to get people riled up. Like that's what I see in in Tucker Carlson is like his job is to stoke the fires under the people that are already pissed off. Mm. You know, and spoon feeding them new facts and new yeah. thoughts and ideas. I can see that. But I can see that on both sides. Like I can see liberal hosts mm. doing the same thing. I think, Absolutely. Yes. I think it's all for ratings. That's the problem. It is. Well, I it's all for ratings, but it's also I think it's also all for like um go team like they're they're yeah. they're like they're fighting for their team you know yeah. we're team democrat we're team conservative we're team republican we're team liberal whatever it is i i'm just saying that like um yeah i think there's it, a huge team mentality of oh God. even if you don't agree with half of your team stances you're you i you're on the team you're on the team and so yep. you're that's yeah, right or die yep yeah that's that's, that's the mentality you know, and there's something so American about the ride or die mentality that um, it's almost like if you if you're not a ride or die person, well then you're um, you're not to be respected. Yeah. You know, and and it's like, yeah, gone are the days of people who can think for themselves. As far as public opinion. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like the ride or die mentality has been there a lot longer than we think it has i just think that due to the information age we all know about it more because yeah, but I f- like the information like i don't know i will actively listen to like i said ben shapiro who is open conservative mm-hmm. and i will actively try and find um open liberal mindsets or mm-hmm. conversations and then formulate an opinion based on those. Like, I don't seek out liberal conversations to and go in with the mindset of, how can I pick this apart? Right. Yeah, well, yeah. Prove that's, my point instead. Yeah, yeah you're, not, you're not looking for 
for something to solidify you. Right. You're looking for information. You just want right. to understand. Where the team mentality, I think if you say, oh, I listen to both, I feel like a lot of those people who say they listen to both listen to the one side that's a, that they don't aren't on that team for to try and pick it apart. Well, yeah, and just like or this, to arm this, themselves with arguments against it, so when they actually have to have a conversation about it, they can. Yeah, that's the worst kind of conversation to have. What about this? What about this? Yeah. What about this? And it's like, well, your guy did this, and and it's like, well, okay, let's stop with the gotcha shit, and let's just talk. No, you can't stop you with the gotcha shit. Didn't you listen to last week's episode? <laughs> I think I listened to last week's episode. No, I'm just saying, it's um. <laughs> It's that was fun. It was. That was fun. That was my when I when I do the gotcha shit with Michael, that's just fun cuz I know I'm doing it and he knows I'm doing it. You know, that was more just like I like to have fun with him. Like if I was actually having a serious political conversation with somebody, I wouldn't pull out the yeah. gotcha shit. No. No, but with people I really love, I pull the gotcha shit cuz then I'm just they know it. They know I'm fucking yeah. with them. That was a good conversation. That was a good conversation. Yeah, we learned some shit. Took some deep breaths. Yeah, we did. Yeah, that was good. I I, I still need to go see him. <laughs> Fucking sorry, sorry, Doctor Michael Solper. Kyle's still cracking shit over here on the yeah. other side. Not going to you. No, he. Had, I think he had a really good time. I talked to him the other day, and he's like, "That was really fun, dude." I super appreciated the follow through on the crayon question. I know he he dropped that picture. I'm, I'm like, whoa! He found the four. We got to put that. How do we do that? Is there any way we can like throw that in to the episode art or anything like that? It's or? not even in the episode. We talked about that before. Really? So for all of you who are like, oh, what the shit. fuck are these two talking about? <laughs> before we recorded last week, we had a, it wasn't an argument. Mm-mm. It was a conversation with the three of us about the small, like crayon colors and the smallest pack of crayons you can get. <laughs> and I don't know why we were talking about this, but it's four. It's yeah, four. You can get a four pack. Yep, and it comes with the with the little book. It's yeah, like connected. Yeah. yeah, and so we then we were like, okay, we all agreed that four was the smallest we've ever seen, but we didn't know what colors came in the four, so we were having a conversation on what colors. And after the episode, Michael sent Ike a picture of the four pack. Michael came in clutch. Do you remember the colors? Blue, green, red, yellow. I'm pretty sure it's blue, green, red, yellow. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I'm gonna pull that up now. I see. I wonder if it changes. I still think. Maybe there's never a black in there. I always feel like there's a black. I always did too. I mean, black is just like the outline of everything. I know. Like when you draw and you color something in, it is usually outlined in black. Yeah, always. Blue, green, red, blue, green, red, yellow. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, now, if you're using a coloring book, the black's already there. True. Valid. That's a very valid point. Yeah. I don't know why we're back on this conversation, but that's a valid point. <laughs> but, like, if you're drawing something in, like... Yeah, just like a blank piece of paper. Yeah, blank piece of paper. You got to have the black for the outside lines. You got to create the shadows and stuff. And and then, like, what if, like, my 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 dudes, like, their their boots are always black. Yeah. Like, what if you're drawing Santa Claus? Black boots. Got to have black. I mean, come on now. Yeah, but to your point, usually you- when you get those four packs, they're... They're with a coloring page or a book or at a restaurant. Well, it's, yeah, the rest. So you always got the restaurant that comes with the little cup of crayons. Yeah. They're like how fucking broken and yeah. shit, you know, and you give them to your kids and your kids are like, fucking, this is lame. It's you a know? real restaurant if you get a new pack. How many restaurants still think, do you think still do that? 
Not many that I know of. Yeah. Like that's like a family style, like yeah. small town restaurant kind of feel. See, I don't know if it's small town. No? I feel like it's like an Applebee's. I was type just gonna thing. say Applebee's, yeah. That's so, a chain. Applebee's is a chain. It's a, oh yeah, big time. Yeah. Dude, we went to Applebee's like a month ago. Did I ever tell you this? You did not tell me this. So last minute, this is a side Ooh. tangent. Sam and I decided we were gonna go on a date. Like, you know what? It's been a long time. Get Sam's mom over here. She'll babysit. Let's go get some dinner. Maybe you didn't tell me this, but continue. And uh, so it was totally last minute, and it was Friday or Saturday night. It might have been, it was a Saturday. And we couldn't fucking find a place to eat to save our lives. So we're like, fuck it. Let's just go to Applebee's and the Dells. We go to Applebee's. There's like five cars in the parking. I'm like, perfect. We'll be able to sit down and eat in Applebee's. And uh, we walk in, and the lady's sitting there. She goes, yeah, our dining room's closed because we only have one server, and he's all his tables are full. Like what? Oh, what? She goes, yeah. We just have the one server, so he's not taking any more tables. I'm like, you can fucking take my order. You're just sitting here turning people away. Really? Yeah. Applebee's had one server. Yep. So they only allowed five tables or something like that. It was very minimal. Interesting. I think at what level do you decide to shut down? I I have a feeling it was the Dells and. They were probably in a pinch and just decided themselves, like, fuck it. Management can't get us more people. We're not doing this. Yeah, because, it, you know, there's there's a lot of food prep involved, and you yeah. got shit that's already cooked in the back. Right. And you're only going to run five tables. I mean, maybe they're really good at, like, figuring out, okay, well, we're only running five tables. We're not t- taking very much stuff out. But still, it's like. It, it, I don't think it, they're It wouldn't organized. even be worth, like, yeah. staying open. No. There was no, yeah. If it's just one person taking orders, one guy cooking in the back, and one person turning people away, I'm yeah. sure they're all like, you know, college kids just saying F it. Anywho, that was my Apple Music Interesting. Experience. So where'd you guys go? <laughs> we started off, we tried to go down to Vintage and Sock. Oh. We okay. got there, like, dinner time. Like, yeah, it's like an hour, 45 minute away. I'm like, yeah, we're good. Sam was hungry. Yeah. Thank you, but we're good. Then we went up somewhere else, and it was like an hour wait hour and a half wait no then we went to moose jaw like hour wait I'm like no nope. we went to applebee's and like nope turn around so we ended up going to <laughs> just glacier rock down here in baraboo okay so you went to four we, different restaurants we went down to sock then we went up to fucking the dells and then we came back to baraboo so by the time you got back to baraboo yeah, you'd have been eating dinner at yeah, sock sure. yep. you'd have been sit down you'd have a couple old fashions in you yep do you drink old fashions when you go I out did. Uh, I we don't go out often. I do like an old fashioned. Okay. Southern old fashioned though. A southern I'm not like a brandy guy. Southern comfort old fashioned, huh? Yeah. Well, that's a brand. Oh, you said brandy. 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 Yeah, I'm not a brandy guy either. I don't like brandy old fashions. I like whiskey old fashions. So, what kind of whiskey do they put in? I mean, um, Southern's technically a whiskey, right? Yeah, Southern's. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's technically a whiskey. Um, my go-to is a Maker's. Okay. I like a maker's old fashioned. Um, if you're not from the Midwest and you're listening to this, old fashions are a staple here, and it's generally a brandy old fashioned, mm-hmm. and it is uh, brandy. It is whether you want a sweet or sour, so it's like Seven Up or um, what's the one that's the sour? It's like, is it Sundrop? What's the one? That, I mean, when I make it, it's Sundrop. But. Yeah, Sundrop. Um, bitters. Mm-hmm. 
and then some uh, it's a muddle of orange and cherry. Oh, well, you, I don't always muddle the cherry. The orange for sure. The cherry is usually just a garnish for me, okay. but some people muddle the cherry, and then a, and then like a sugar cube in the bottom. Oh yeah yeah. Um, and then uh, and then yeah. So that's an old fashioned. Um, but I don't like my old fashions sweet like people do here. No, I get mine sour. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, yeah, I, I get a sour also, but I mean, I like, uh, um, I'll go to a restaurant and I'll say, because sometimes they use simple syrup. Oh. Yeah. And I'm just like, back off on the simple syrup, back off on the sugar. I don't want all that sweet. I want to be able to taste the whiskey, mm. you know, or yeah, it's whiskey usually. So, but yeah, the old fashioned is, uh, what's funny is, you go someplace else. So you ever gone to another state and ordered an old fashioned? I have not, because I've heard horror stories. Like it's the... so bad. It's it's happened to me so many times where it's just like you order an old fashioned someplace and they're like a what? I'm like oh never mind. I would do don't, a Google search and then they're gonna f it. Don't fuck it up. Now, I went to the, um, Stephanie and I were in Phoenix, Arizona one time. We were shooting a wedding, and we went to this fucking swanky ass open air restaurant kind of multiplexing where they had like five restaurants and in the middle was this huge bar and this guy shows up and he's one of those mixologists okay he's got the huge apron on and he's got the rolled up sleeves and the little like pompadour hair he looked way too fucking fancy um and i'm like can you make an old-fashioned he goes i will make you the greatest old-fashioned you've ever had in your life that's confidence and i'm like motherfucker you don't be saying shit like that and he's just like, he's like, trust me. I'm like, all right. Of course, then I looked at the price, and for $14, it better be the best fucking old-fashioned yeah. ever had in my life. Because, you know, $14 pays for this guy's haircut or something, like a third of it. Anyway, he's back there doing all this fucking shit and muddling. And, like, it was a big ordeal. It was like a goddamn show. And, like, 10 minutes later, I had my old-fashioned. Yeah, it was pretty fucking good. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's it a was, good end of the story. I it was, was getting a worried. pretty fucking good old fashioned. I don't know if it was the best ever, but I'd say it's up there. It was up there. I was getting worried. I'm gonna not gonna yeah. lie. So I mean, I wasn't excited about the price tag, but for the experience, yeah. and, you know, to have the, you know, it was like, all right, okay, you did it. Then we ordered an old fashioned at this little hole in the wall bar in downtown Phoenix. We we're like taking a walking tour, and I couldn't even drink it. No. No, but it was like five bucks, so yeah. I'm sure there's some kind of nasty-ass rail, whatever they put in there. Well, yeah, and the $14, do they at least put something quality in? Oh, yeah, it was nice. It was nice whiskey. They didn't use nice whiskey on that one. It wasn't Maker's, but it was a good whiskey. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was. So You whiskey snob. If I'm going to be a snob, you better do it. be a whiskey snob. True. Yeah. There's something about a good whiskey. It just is. You know, just yeah, we. I know. I got you. I understand. Yeah, I know you. I know you well, understand. Dirt with some grass, whatever the fuck <laughs> it was. You, smoky. What was dirt. it? Smoky dirt. Yeah, we had smoky dirt. Are we ever gonna do that again? Not to that extent. No, never to that extent again. That was a. I mean, train wreck. Yeah, I don't know if we ever said it on this thing, but people need to realize the episode we posted was literally. Cut was, to pieces, and it was half of the night. And that was, it was like, that was like a six-hour night, wasn't it? It was a six-and-a-half-hour six session. Six-and-a-half-hour session. I cut it down to like three. <laughs> if you could imagine, go back to episode, was it 14? 
I don't even, yeah. Whatever it was, yeah. Whiskey night. Whiskey night episode and realized that 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 episode is only half of what we recorded that night. (laughs) That's how fucking bad. I deleted the rest. Don't even add. It's not even like in vault. It's just fucking deleted and non-existent. Good. That that night should never have, (laughs) the, the shit you deleted should never see the light of day anyway. So happy to have whiskey night again. Yeah, I think we should do it again. I think it'll be fun, but we just got to like tone it down, tone it down, figure out a way. Maybe we don't bring in four bottles of whiskey. That's true. I, th- <laughs> I think that was the problem was that we brought in four bottles of whiskey and we didn't eat anything for six and yeah, a half it was, hours. It was a rough, it was, we weren't prepared. <laughs> what I'm realizing is we weren't prepared. We came in thinking, fuck yeah, let's learn about this shit together. And then it got out of hand. Oh, did it ever. Well, and it, and it got out of hand in such a like easy, smooth way. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, there were, look, the stuff I deleted, it wasn't like offensive or no. derogatory oh. or anything like that. It was just like us drinking way too much. It was nonsense. It was, yeah, it was. Absolute yeah. word slurridge. Yeah, it was. Nonsense. Yeah. yeah. And it was just rambling and blah, 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 blah. So. Yeah. But it was fun. I'd do it again. I I would do it again, too. On a more understanding and controlled level. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just, we well, we know now, right? Because we've never drank before that night. (laughs) Together in this this fashion. Yeah, we had no idea what alcohol was going to do to us. Recording it, yeah. I've never recorded myself while drinking. Yeah. Interesting thought. If you ever have a chance to record yourself while you're getting plastered, see what the fuck happens. Well, it's like that drunk history thing, right? Have you ever watched that? No. Oh, it's so fun. These people, um, they they get like a, I, I think it's a script. They they play it off like it's from memory, but basically, um, they get like this this uh, uh, this history lesson, and then after the history lesson, they they learn about it. Like they're given like you need to learn about this subject. And then in in a week or however long, we're going to come back and you're going to get smashed. And then you're going to retell. Oh. You're going to retell the history lesson. And so, like, this one woman was talking about Harriet Tubman. And she's like, that fucking bitch was so awesome. She did some cool shit, man. (laughs) And it was like, you wouldn't believe she met this one fucking dude. And and, and it's like, so she's trying to tell the story of Harriet Tubman, but she's Mm -hmm. smashed. And they do that with all these different you know, historical figures and it's awesome. It's really funny, you know, and then they've got funny actors that come in and just get them wasted and comedians and stuff. And it's like, yeah, it's a good, it's, it's a fun watch. It's legit. They're actually wasted. They're actually wasted. All right. Yeah. And then like the guy who's, who's, uh, filming and asking questions, he's getting wasted too. Nice. And it's like, it's, a uh, um, yeah, it's a fun watch. It is. It's <laughs> like just the, the, you get a really good idea on the thought process of like how people think when they're just wasted and they're trying to remember really hard. Like, and I'm sure there were some of them that they probably couldn't show cause they just went off the rails, sure. you know, but like there's this other show where it's like they get people high for the first time ever. There's like these three old grandmas and they got them all baked <laughs> and, and they're just giggling and laughing the whole time. And it's just like on the one board, they get people high Nobody ever gets mad or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's way more funny, like giggly funny. You know, the other one is like, it's like, oh my God, I can't believe you just said that funny. 
you know, it's it's interesting. Yeah, you got to be if if you are willing to be a participant on the drunk one, you got to be really willing to say whatever the fuck you're going to say. Oh yeah. Yeah, big time. <clears throat> it so yes, you do. I think there's like a level of forgiveness that, that people will allow people because they know that you're getting drunk on purpose to tell this story. Like, I think you'd be able to say some crazy shit and people are like, ah, oh, he's wasted. You know, it's not really what he means or whatever. I think, I think that, I think it, yeah. yeah, I know. would like to think that, but I, there's, I mean, there's always going to be those people who are like, no, what you're saying? They're outraged. Well, sure. Yeah. They, for well, no reason. Yeah. You're never going to get rid of those people though. Yeah. You're never going to get rid of those people. It's, uh, um, like they're just mad all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that guy I was telling you about the neighbor that where I had this job. Told yeah. you about that, didn't I? No. So I was working on a project recently. I'm not gonna use names. No, um of course not. But uh uh we um I was doing a patio and, and a retaining wall and all these things. So if you know me, you know the job. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> um but uh this guy, um, his neighbor, he gets home every day like around three thirty ish. And so we're always still working when he yeah. gets home. And uh we were cutting stone and I don't have a wet saw for cutting stone. Okay. Um and uh and so it <clears throat> it makes things dusty, mm -hmm. you know. And um so I'm cutting stone and uh I got sometimes I'll use a leaf blower to kind of direct the dust into an area so it's not blowing at somebody's right at somebody's house or something like that. Um or blow it into a corner. <clears throat> and um so uh this guy walks over to his property line and he starts yelling. And and I turn off the saw and he's like He's like, what kind of idiot doing this stuff? And he just starts reaming on me. And I'm like, what's the matter? He's like, you're getting dust and it's going in the air and it's going in my house. And I'm like, well, we're working, you know. He's like, and he was just really pissed, like angry, super angry. Like there was no conversation. It was mm -hmm. just like instant anger. And uh, and so what I did was to appease him, I took my whole cutting station. I moved it on clear on the other side of the property. So there's no way any dust would go near his house. And we did our cutting over there. And uh, and so we had like right away on, on the first day on the job, we get off on the wrong foot with this guy. Right. The next day on the job, we show up and uh, um, he comes home from work and he's just glaring at me. So I'm like, I walk over, take my headset off. I'm like, hey man, what's up? And he's just like, He's like, what are you guys doing? You don't even care about these things. He's, and he's just ripping on us again. And he's like, he, and he like, there was this wall I was building and it was built by an existing wall and the existing wall was a little crooked. So there was this gap and he goes, what kind of shoddy worksmanship? And it's, it's like, it's not even your property. And this guy's just like yelling and screaming again. So he starts bitching about at me about the property lines and all these things. And I'm like, sir, if, if we've got a property line issue, I'm like, I encourage you to, if you got to get a survey, if there's anything I built that's on your property line, I'm like, I'm more than happy to take it off. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, I'm not here to make anybody angry. You know, if there's an issue, let's figure it out. And all he wanted to do was yell. Right. He just wanted to yell. So then he stomps off. So I was on this job for a week. On the last day of the job, 
I'm cleaning up, right? And and every single day there was a some sort of sure. altercation every single day. One day I was I was working the day before the last day. I'm working on this little tiny piece of stone. It's a wedge. I'm trying to fit it into this wall on the crooked wall to make it a finished look. And I've got a little angle grinder and I'm just shaving a little bit of this stone off, right? And he's standing behind me and I didn't know it until I heard this dumb fucking stupid son of a bitch. And I heard him and I didn't even turn around because I didn't want to engage with him. And then he just walked away. Um, so I finished what I was doing. Now we're on the last day of the job, right? And, and uh, I've got my backpack leaf blower on, right? And there's dust all over this guy's driveway. Not the, not the neighbor, but the guy I'm working on in his okay. house. There's dust on his driveway and he lives on the alley. And so I was blowing the dust off of his driveway that we had put there. And then the dust off the driveway across the street and the dust off the driveways next door to the neighbors. I didn't want to like, I was blowing it into this open area. Sure. And out of the corner of my eye, I see this guy and he's kind of a bigger guy. And he's standing there with his hands on his hips. He's just fucking glaring at me. So I just turn the backpack blower off. I walk over. I'm like, hey, man, what's up? You know, he's like, fucking blowing this stupid fucking shit all over the neighborhood. He's just cussing me out, like hardcore. And I said, that's a fucking nuff. And he goes, I never cussed at you once. I'm like, dude, you've been cussing at me all week. Yeah. You know? And I said, listen. I said, you're talking to probably one of the most open dudes you've ever met in your life, and I will have any conversation that you ever want to have with me. I said, but when you come at me and attack me verbally, I said, you're going to get nothing. I said, I said, I've been nothing but kind to you. I said, but I'm not going to sit here and have you screaming at me this whole time. I said, you're going to get nothing from me. And he goes, well, you're doing all this and making all this mess, and you're just being an asshole, and you're going to get my cars all dirty. He says, I don't suppose you're going to be washing my cars. I go, yeah, actually, I am. He goes, huh? And I go, whenever I do a job and I'm getting things dusty, I go buy the neighbors a car wash and I give it to them. So I don't want, I said, just, I live here too. This is my town. You know, it's like my, I drive around with my name on the trucks. I want everybody to like be taken care of. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, yeah. And he goes, oh, seriously? I'm like, yeah. I said, I'm going to drop them off this afternoon and we're done with the job. I'm going to wash your car. He's like, oh, well, you shouldn't be doing this. And he just kind of started digging in again. I said, listen, I said, if there's anything I can do for you that, that will make this process easier, let me know. Otherwise, I'm done. So he walks away. I finish what I was doing, cleaning up my mess. And he comes back like, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes later. And I'm like, fuck, here we go again. And he walks up and he goes, hey, man. He goes, really sorry I was such a prick. I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, you know, he's like, I don't want to be a prick. I really don't. He goes, and I know I was coming off like a major asshole, and it's just, it's not the kind of person I want to be. He goes, you know, I just like, I feel like people are going to take advantage of me if I'm just not hardcore right in someone's face right away. I'm like, well, that doesn't work. So if you're hardcore in my face, you're not going to get anything. You know, I'm like, it's not necessary. You don't got to treat people like that. And he's like, I know, and I'm really sorry. He goes, you know, you guys really do some nice work. And then he's like backtracking. And he's just like, you know, and I'm just trying to make sure my house stays clean and all these things, you know. And I just, oh, I just don't, this pandemic's been really hard, man. 
I just feel feel bad. And he's like, I just been it's been a hard year, and I just want to say I'm sorry. And it's like, holy shit! All right, where did that come from? You know, and I can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Shook the guy's hand. We're not gonna be friends. No, <laughs> no, we're not. We're, gonna, we're not gonna be buds. But at the same time, we now have a level of mutual respect, where it was just like. It would have been so much easier if there's a conversation had at the beginning where he's like, listen, here's my concerns. You know, I'm, I'm adjoining property. I don't want to get dust all over everything. You know, it's like, if you guys could watch the property line and make sure you guys aren't putting stuff on my property line that, you know, these are my lists of concerns with the work you're doing. You know, it's like, that's so much easier, you know, but it's like, yeah, that's I'm glad after a week that happened, but fuck the week. Yeah. For that, for the whole week though, he was an asshole. Yeah. Every day for a week, he was an asshole, you know, huh. but it was like, but I'm glad I kept my cool. Yeah. You know, because it, at the end of it, you know, he could have been somebody that would have continued to badmouth my company, you know? Yeah. But I feel like if, if you're a person who does that, and clearly does that probably regularly. I think he does because the guy I was working for said that he's had issues with him before with yeah. other contractors. I think when if people like that, when they badmouth a company, I think most people were like, yeah, uh-huh. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. I'll go call him now and hire him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. There, yeah. Was, there was just something. Um, it was last night. It was... Facebook post from Baraboo Scan or something was like a neighbor called in because teens were watching a movie outside. What did you see this? No, it was a delayed post, but it was and it was some address and it was like neighbors, kids are watching a movie outside and it's making things in my house rattle. Like you called the police for that? You didn't want to? And the the neighbor got reamed in these comments, dude. Oh, I because bet. I think most people have an understanding like. They're teens. They're watching a movie. The teen must have saw this because a teen popped in like, yeah, we're watching Pirates of the Caribbean. Really? <laughs> and it's like, yeah. And so it's just like, if, if you want them to go turn it down, just go, hey, can you turn that down a little bit? But yeah, so some people why would just... You, why would you call the police for that shit? It's just some people have to do that kind of thing. But I don't think it's a majority of people is what I'm trying to say. I don't think it's a. I think it's more than it used to be. I'd say twenty yeah. years twenty years ago, it probably would have just been what someone would have walked outside and yelled across the fence, "Hey, turn it down." Yeah, you know. But now, well, and there's, we've talked about this before, where it's it's like talking to other people's kids is more touchy now. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, but I if your neighbors, like, sure, if your neighbors and they're teens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't oh. think people people don't like confrontation. No, I get they that. They don't, and they, and they just assume like. But the reason, okay. But back to my initial point, the reason I I brought that up is because if you looked at the comments in that post, ninety nine percent of them were defending the kids, and more or less calling out the neighbor. Mm-hmm. And so going back to your initial like, if that guy would go badmouth your company. Feel like ninety nine percent of the people he would right. like people yeah. know who this guy is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Did they? Did they like? Were there people in the post that were like attacking the neighbor? No, they're like, oh my god, Karen, really? This is what you have to worry about at nine o'clock on a oh, right. Friday okay. night. 
Like, thankfully, they're not spray painting shit. They're watching a movie. Right, exactly. Wow, good. So, Those kids were just having some good, clean fun watching Pirates of the Caribbean, damn it. Yeah. Sometimes cannons, cannons explode in Pirates of the Caribbean, all right? Mm, oh, a lot. That's the great part about it. It's, like, wild and crazy. Yeah. It's, Pirates is a great movie. Outside, too. Like, you ever watch an outside movie at your house? No, no. Do you have a projector? No. I thought about it a number of times. Getting a projector, I thought it'd be fun to do an outdoor movie. The tricky thing with projectors is you got to get good projectors. Yeah, you got to put the money up. Just like we, I've I've dealt with cheap projectors, like even here at the club, and tried to put something in the wall. It's like mm-hmm. the picture sucks. The the color or the brightness is horrible. Like you're gonna drop four, five, six hundred bucks easy. Oh, yeah. on a decent projector. Well, and but a good projector, you're probably dropping a grand. Yeah, but you know, the part of it too, though, is like I think there's an expectation that you're outside. You're, yeah, it's, it's on a sheet. Yeah, you know, that's it's true. A, it's like you're not looking for 4K quality on a. That's true. You know, when you're outside and you're a bunch of kids sitting around eating eating junk food and watching Pirates of the Caribbean, it's more like the act of doing it. Yeah. You know, like during the pandemic, my buddies and I we watched the, we watch the Packer games. We had a projector, put a sheet up on a fence, mm-hmm. built a fire, sat around and had some grill time and watched a, watch a Packer game. And it was great. And it was like, it was a basic $300, $400 projector. Yeah. But it was enough, you know. Right. You can still see the game. You see what's going on. And uh, and it was like, I, I bet during the pandemic that happened a lot in People colder areas. Put projectors up? Oh, I remember, probably not. I shouldn't say colder areas in areas where it's warmer probably. Right. Yeah. Right. Or you can chill. Yeah. Because you got to do it at night. Yeah. It has to be at night. And it had to be outside. Yeah. You know? You know, I can't do it inside. Fucking imagine that. What? Mid fucking January outside. Mm. Snow gear watching a projector. (laughs) I'm sure people did it. There's some fucking hardcore people out there. A little snowfall. See, it'd be pretty. What? (laughs) You're just looking at me. Nothing. When we... When we still had a dog, I I liked taking her out at night in the winter because the skies were so fucking clear. Yeah, it is gorgeous at night in the winter. Yeah, outside. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like taking a taking a hike in the woods at night with the full moon. Like you ever done those? Mm-mm. Oh, it's so fucking cool. You can see everything so clearly, and it's like after a fresh snow, it's awesome. Mm. Because it gets dark so early. Yeah. You know, and, and you, the state parks are open until 11. True. So you can go out there to the parks when it's dark and just soak it in, and it's really fucking cool. It's like, it's magical almost. And it's so peaceful because it, um, it's like uh, uh, just it's everything, the sound is dampened. and there's so, a, when the, so when the state park or a park is open until 11, if you're in there by eleven, can you stay in there? No. If you're not if you're not camping. Oh. I found out. So yeah, I was gonna say I've a done, hefty fine. I've done some night fishing. Mm-hmm. Like, and we were on the water until like one thirty AM. At where? Devil's Lake. Really? Yeah. And you didn't get in trouble? No. Mm. I mean I didn't have sh- big fucking spotlights up. We just had rinky dink lights, but Yeah, I got I got in trouble. 
I got, got busted one night. What was the, they? And they find you? They didn't just oh, kick you out? Fucking a! They find me. They find me big time. We were. Um, I was on a date, and uh, we went out to the lake, and um, we went down to Devil's Lake. We went down to where the boat landing is on the North Shore. Okay. Um, and we uh, kind of parked in the parking lot there, and it was like I don't know nine ten o'clock, and we're just hanging out and shooting shit, you know, whatever. And um, and then a fucking meteor shower started. Mm. And so it's like, oh, cool, fucking watch the meteor shower. So we're watching the fucking shooting stars and shit, not paying attention to time at all. And then um, all of a sudden, like, we see these fucking headlights come cruising around towards where we're at, and they're flying through the parking lot. And this guy pulls up, and he was a fucking dickhead. He was a serious dickhead. And he's like, excuse me, what are you doing here? I'm like, uh, watching a meteor shower. <laughs> yeah and he's and he's like do you realize what time it is i'm like uh no i pull out my phone it looks like it's 11 45 he goes yeah park closes at 11 can't you read the sign i'm like what sign he goes there's a sign when you drive in 11 o'clock you need to be able to read and it's like oh he was having a rough day he was Fuck. being a dick and uh he goes who's the driver of this vehicle i'm like that's me he goes he goes well I was going to give you both a ticket, but I think I'm just going to give you one. I'm like, okay. okay. $179. Damn. For for being in the park 45 minutes after 11. And uh, and he was just an asshole, like through and through the whole time. To a point where I actually even went back the next day and filed a complaint with the park office because he right. was such an asshole. Um. But it, yeah, it was full on 170, uh, 170 some dollar ticket. 179 sounds right, but it was like, it was a lot. Hmm. And uh, just because I was in the park after 11. And it's like, and there, was, there wasn't like a, hey, you need to leave, you know? Yeah. It was nothing like that. He was just a dick. And it was just like, wow. And I don't know if he was asleep and someone called it in, mm-hmm. you know, hey, there's somebody in the park or whatever. So then he had to get out of bed and come do it. Maybe he was pissy about that, but. You know, I don't know. It was like, I'm sure he deals with a lot of assholes too. You know, if you're a park ranger, you're probably going to get a little jaded. You know, yeah, I'm I, su- sh- I mean, giving them the benefit of the doubt, you deal with a lot of people coming to visit the lake and you deal with a lot of bullshit. But yeah, people littering and yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's, and you can't be like, dude, I'm local. I get it. I'll get it. I didn't know. Yeah. Can't pull that card. Mm hmm. No, it was just, he didn't even give the opportunity, though. No. There he was just nothing. fucking went at it. Yeah, he just went after me. That's the thing. Again, conversation, man. Like, if you're willing to have a conversation with somebody, things can get handled so much more easily, more peacefully. Like, yeah. you know, you don't have complaints filed against you at, at the park office, all that shit that, like, can negatively impact you. It's like, and, like, thinking about, like, uh, um, the guy with the, the job site, it's like, what's that do to his health? Like living that way all just the time. Just in constant anger and stress. Yeah, and- it's just like, I, I just can't imagine. That's like, that's where people get heart attacks and shit. And, yeah. and you know, it's like, you don't want to live that way. You just don't. I agree. Can we take a quick break? Yeah, man. Thanks. Let's take a break. And then when we come back, if I remember, I want to talk about something about having good vibes. All right, good vibes. And then I want to talk about something that I just heard about. Okay, we'll talk about something. Okay, bye. <laughs>
And then I want to talk about something <laughs> that we'll talk about when I get back. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> well, how, kinda... how come our mics aren't working? My what? mic isn't working. What are you talking about? Or not my mic, my headset. I don't know. Why don't you unplug it? I guess I unplugged it. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Where's that go? Hey, Kyle, plug my headset back in. How did I do that? Okay, now I'm. Oh, you got ears. Hey, fuck. Guess what? Now I can hear. It's so funny. What a shitty episode. No, <laughs> I don't even know what I. It's so. It's like I, now must that you must have got pulled or caught on your chair or something. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Anywho, doing this without a headset is not cool. I didn't like it. No. No. Huh. Not at all. You just hear things better. Everything. Every you hear every little every little noise. I like it. I like it way better with a headset on, and they're nice headsets. So it's like it's uh, it cancels all the sound really well. Yeah, yeah. What I did notice though was when Michael was here. Like sometimes it's easy to talk over other people with the headset, and I don't know if it's because you can hear your voice as well, and so it all mm. kind of like yeah compresses. So he sa- or maybe it was because he was like away from the mic, so it's he was getting quieter in my head. Or in my ears, he was getting quieter, and so I thought he was done talking. <laughs> he pauses though. Yeah. So that's what I found that I'd, in thousands of conversations with Michael, um, he'll have a pause where I think he's done. Mm. Then I'll start to say something, and then he'll start talking again. Yeah. You know, and I just say he's being fucking rude and interrupting me when it's my turn <laughs> to talk. But I think it's just part of his cadence that it can kind of throw you off a little bit. Because I noticed in that episode that we had way more over-talking yeah. than any other episode, I think, with a guest we've had. Yeah. So, And I don't know, and part of it is, like, usually if I start talking but someone picks back up, I try and stop talking. But again, like, just the setup here, being able to hear myself talk and you talk at the same time in the in the headphones, mm-hmm. it's almost easier to keep talking because I can't quite hear you as loudly because i can still hear myself if that makes sense it does it makes sense um yeah it does make sense it's i'm gonna just say it though like in conversations with michael yes i think it just happens i think it's the cadence of the conversation and um and like yeah i don't know i think i'll have to re-listen to it again but um I feel like there was a couple of moments where, where, where like, like you just said, it's like you'll start talking just as I'm getting ready to say something, and then I'll just stop. Yeah. I'll let you finish your train of thought. Yeah. Where it's like that doesn't happen with Michael. No, like I f- there was a couple times. This is just gonna be bash Michael part. No. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple times where like I thought he was done and I chimed in, and then he kept talking, but we kept we both kept saying like our sentence. Right. And I'm like, Oh, you're still talking. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It had, it, it, I noticed it too. And I think, I think it's just a, it's a cadence thing. And I also think it's kind of a Michael thing where it's like, he's going to finish his thought. Yeah. And, and, we just thought he was done. Yeah. <laughs> we just thought he was done talking. And he's just like, listen, motherfucker, I'm not done talking. And, all right, and all right, all right, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not bashing on him. He's Me my either. bro. I, I, I can give him shit. All day. As long as the day lasts, I can give him shit, and, and I will not feel bad about it because I love him. You know, that's the joy of it. That's good. You got to love somebody to give him that much shit. <laughs> as long as it's not bagged on fire in front of your front door. Yeah, no, that not that kind of shit. <laughs> Different kind of shit, though. Yeah. Anyway, you were going to talk about something. Oh, I just heard a story, and I thought it was interesting. Um, there's a story that 
U.S. operatives, so like officials for the government mm-hmm. and spies. Ooh, spies are coming down with this thing called Havana syndrome. <sighs> Have you read this? I've so I've heard about Havana syndrome probably offhand for maybe the last five years. Okay, but I just read an article two days ago about it again. It's yeah. really bad. Yeah, and so basically these people these people yep. are getting like debilitating headaches, short-term memory loss. And it's almost like if you didn't know what it was, doctors think like initially they have a stroke and then they do like MRIs. And it's like, oh, you were in a car. It almost looks like they were in a car accident kind of stuff with the short-term memory loss. Really? And so they're trying to figure out what's causing it. And so there's these different theories that it's like microwaves, not like your food microwaves, but mm-hmm. like a array, a micro ray. Mm-hmm. And that, um, like, people are trying to connect with the different devices, and so these operatives are just, by chance, getting in uh, contact with these rays or, like, coming through it. But then there's also the theory that these are targets, and people are, like, targeting microwaves, rays at people and causing this. In foreign countries. Yeah. That'd be or a- foreign operatives. A couple of it happened now here in the White House. That's what that was. That was just what I heard this morning, in the White House, or like people who work at the White House. Yeah, like not they weren't, but it started in Cuba, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Which is why I think it got the term Havana, Havana syndrome. syndrome. Yeah, but yeah, now it's like all over, and it's like spies and shit like that. Yeah, so it's like a, it's it could be like a secret weapon. Yeah, that that people use while while these spies and these operatives and even people from the White House are, are visiting foreign countries. Yeah, where they're like. Someone's sitting across the street with a little fucking satellite dish looking thing, pointing it at somebody, shooting them with these fucking rays. Isn't that crazy? It's fucking crazy. Or it could just be cell phones. I don't think it's cell phones. I think there's too many people involved in the government that are getting it and not other people. Yeah. It, it's gotten to the point where, I don't know if it was an official document or not, but I think the government thinks it's like targeted. Yeah. It, it sounds like it's targeted. It sounds like it. yeah. It's like there's a there's so fucking many of them though, right? There's yeah, I don't know it's a lot. Many I think exactly, there's a but lot. Um, but yeah, it's like it's like in the little movie, little clear yeah. dish. The guy's sitting there having coffee, and he's pointing behind his coffee cup at some dude across the way. Yeah, dude. So it's how fucking weird. Yeah, how would you they how would you figure out? Someone's got to come up with a fucking device that can sense the fucking rays if they're being projected you know what i'm saying like sure. like like a thermo like a thermo radar thing where you could see like heat signature but you would see the signature from the rays mm-hmm. going through traveling through the air so like see but would it be so convoluted because everyone has cell phones and shit like that like I, would you just see everything I, I, you probably see everything but you'd like see a fucking laser beam looking yeah. thing like it had to be like very directed, right? If right. it is, if it is on purpose, if it's actually directed at these operatives, then it have to be very pointed. Yeah, like you'd have to see it shooting from somewhere, right? You would think. I don't know. I if I was a spy, I'd start wearing tinfoil hats. <laughs> they might. They might have fucking like baseball caps with shit oh, in them. Fuck yeah, dude. They probably got. You know how like in movies they have like. Three-piece suits, and they're like Kevlar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah. they probably got foil in them now, too. Yeah, they got some kind of... Well, they got that RFID blocking yeah. shit in wallets now. Yeah, I you bet can you, they, a, you can make a suit with that. Yeah, you can make a suit. You can make baseball caps. You can make a, 
a motorcycle helmet. You can make all kinds of shit with it. That's what's up. Some spy shit right there. Yeah, man. Mm. That's the most current affairs I'll ever tell you. <laughs> I'm proud of you, Kyle. That's pretty sick, man. You I heard it on the radio. Dropped, <laughs> like on the way here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Well, hey, you brought it You brought it to the table. You brought there it to the go. table. So, okay. So, I'm, I, I just looked it up. I just want to read this real quick. Um, because, like, for people who are interested in this i'm gonna i'm gonna look at this and i'm gonna Dude, read it they probably have it from a camera like you're taking pictures that would make sense i'm looking at a camera right and i'm like that'd be a perfect hiding spot oh yeah for a fucking ray gun or a, or the microphone on a camera yeah yeah but if you had a camera with a mic no that just would get be a regular little, like yeah, digital looking little, camera yeah, yeah that'd be like people like why well, you got a mic a directional mic in your camera um let's see Signs and symptoms are the observed or detectable sign. What the fuck is that? I'm pulling it up. Give me a minute. We're reading Wikipedia. Um, yeah, it's definitely Wikipedia. This is fucking dumb. This is not what I'm looking for. Havana syndrome. This is what I'm looking for. Um, in 2017, Donald Trump accused Cuba of of perpetrating unspecified attacks causing these symptoms. The U.S. reduced staff at their embassy to a minimum response, minimum in response to this happening. So, yeah, microwave energy is what it says. Committee concluded December 2020 that microwave energy, specifically directed from Pulse RF energy, appears to be the most plausible mechanism in explaining these cases among those that the committee considered. Wow. Fucking... Hearing strange grating noises, headache, hearing loss, memory loss, and nausea. Mm. Yeah. Could, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you just start getting all these crazy fucking symptoms. Yeah. You haven't changed a thing in your diet. You haven't changed anything in your lifestyle. And bam, you're getting all this grating noises in your head. Yeah. What the hell? I mean, as a civilian... I'm going to go to WebMD and I'm going to have brain cancer. Right. Well, of course. Dude, grating noises in your head. Have you ever heard of bot flies? No. Well, I've heard the name, but I don't know shit about it. So, um, I don't know. It was like 10, 15 years ago. I heard about a bot fly and I went down the fucking rabbit hole, right? So, people will travel to the rainforest and they get bit by these fucking mosquitoes, right? Okay. On their head. And the bot flies carry... the lay their eggs on the mosquitoes and the mosquitoes deliver the eggs when they bite people mm. into people, right. Mm-hmm. And animals and shit. Right. And these people were coming back from this, uh, this trip to the rainforest. And, uh, this guy said he woke up in the middle of the night and he heard this crunching noise in his head. And he's like, woke up his wife. He's like, do you hear that? She's like, what are you talking about? Like, you hear that noise? I hear that noise. He's like, oh, okay. This is a crunch, 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 right? So he gets up the next day, and he'd had, like, these mosquito bites and stuff mm-hmm. on him, you know, that he's like, he's like, yeah, it's whatever. you But this one was really fucking lumpy, right? And he touched it, and it fucking moved Ugh. under the skin of his scalp. It was moving, right? So it's a larva that was planted by the mosquito into his fucking head on the skin, and it was eating... His flesh, Ugh. 
and growing big. And it was like he was hearing this thing eating him in the middle of the night. Disgusting. It was fucking crazy, right? So then they shave his head, right? And they and they've got a camera on it, and you can see it like wiggling under his skin. Oh. And and so like there's a there's a hole in the skin. Yeah. Right? And it's a it's a hole that they make so they can breathe. But they stay under the skin because they're growing, right? And they're feasting on the flesh. And so then what you have to do is you you have to put a piece of tape over the hole and that suffocates them until they're dead. You gotta wait. And so he waited, and then they then they like grab these crazy looking tweezers and they pull this thing out of his fucking head, and it's yeah. this huge grub. Really, it's fucking crazy looking, man. So then I'm like, whoa, I gotta look up more of these. So then there's people that had like four or five of them in them, oh. and they named them. What do you mean they named them? Like one was Fred, one was Pete, one was Jenny. They named the bot flies because and so they were like. They taped up the things, yeah. and they're growing until they're, and then they, then they died, and then they pull them out. Oh, this is Jenny, and they're pulling out this guy's fucking arm, right? And it's like this massive fucking white grub. Oh, it's fucking crazy looking. Yeah, you want to see something wild and crazy? Look I hope up. no one was drinking, eating, or feeling <laughs> nauseous because that's disgusting. Yeah, it's 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 insane. Like just, it's like uh, you watch a, a bot fly video. You're gonna pull one up. Yeah, I want to see, see a grub. You need to watch one on live live on the air here. It's oh, not live. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Literally, don't Google it. Google it, you guys. I just saw one coming out of a guy's arm on my first image search. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. It's gross. Oh. But I just, to wake up and hear crunching yeah. in your own head yeah. is like, what the hell? Like, how do you even handle that? How do you explain that to somebody when they're not experiencing the same thing you're experiencing. You just made me look in my water bottle before I drank. <laughs> now I'm putting the lid fucking back on. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, am I losing my mind? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's, you ever had an ear infection? Uh, I used to have really bad ear infections. Well, but when I, you're little, right? Yeah, but like when I was an, as an adult, no. So I don't know or remember. Yeah, we talked about that I, with Michael, right? Yeah. yeah. I had one as an adult, and I'd never had one before that I remember anyway. And uh, my ear had hurt. It was hurting for a little while. It was like just uncomfortable, right? Mm -hmm. And I was landscaping at the time, and I woke up in the middle of the night, and I heard crunching. Mm. It was like <laughs> all this craziness in my ear, right? And I'm like, oh, my God, there's a fucking bug Yeah, now you're thinking my bot fly. I, well, but I thought it was like some kind of beetle or something. Sure. And it was like in my ear, like chewing or scraping or something and of course yeah bot fly or whatever but I, i'm like i knew something was in my ear right and i'm and, and i'm like there's something in my fucking ear and like and i i'm trying to like uh i'm like look in my fucking ear look in my ear there's something in me and there's nothing in the ear and all of a sudden it like it started hurt and there's this loud crack mm. and then it was like and it would hurt so fucking bad and then it, and like yeah all this gross fucking shit come. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It was blood and all this stuff came out of my ear. Damn. It was fucking horrible. It was like it was so painful. Of course, then I went down the YouTube rabbit hole. And like, if you look up people with uh, ear infections, it is some of the worst pain. And it's and it'll drive people crazy. Like I saw a video of this guy who had a really bad ear infection and like his uh, eardrum exploded. 
he was running around his front yard in his underwear, screaming at the top of his lungs because he couldn't get rid of the pain and the noise and everything mm-hmm. in his head. It was like paramedics had to come and sedate him and shit. And that's, it was why my, like, that's why my dad's deaf in one ear from an infection. From an ear infection? Yeah. You told me that. How old was he? I don't know. I don't no. remember. Was he like younger? I would imagine he was, yeah. I don't know, 12 or something. I don't know for sure. Gotcha. I, I'm totally, that's a total guess. I have no idea. Yeah. I, I thought like it was going to fuck me up for, yeah. like, but, um, but yeah, I've like, like popped my eardrum. It was like, wow. yeah, it was crazy. Really crazy. Huh. Huh. Well, Hey, before we took our break and got the bot flies, <laughs> what do you got? You're going to say, mm. bring something up. Yeah. So I found a new show. Okay. Ted Lasso. Okay. Have yeah. you heard of it? Yeah. It's got, uh, Jason Zabakis. Yeah. He's a manager of a football team or baseball soccer team? team soccer team english football yeah 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 um what a fucking amazing show is it what's it, it on it's on apple tv okay so it's like yeah hard to find yeah i bought a i got an iphone in the spring and i got a year of apple tv oh, for free with nice. it it's the only so reason to watch it yeah um what a fucking fantastic show is it like i don't remember the last time i enjoyed a show as much as i'm enjoying this show it's like comedy, right? It's comedy, but it's more than that. Like, it's like heartfelt. It's comedy. It hits you in the feels. It's like some sadness and some joy, and like, like, uh, uh, um, it's witty, and it's like, and it's also this really fucking cool combination of like, uh, um, American comedy and English com- comedy. Okay, you know, because like he he's this American guy who's like super fucking optimistic about everything in life and he's got this great attitude and he's a coach and he's a really great coach and he knows people and and he's got this assistant coach that like he's like his right hand man um it was like tim the tool man taylor and uh al borland okay he's got an al borland okay and and like they go to europe together and this woman hires him to run her her soccer team right and she's uh she and she got the soccer team from her ex-husband after a divorce. So she got the team, okay. right? Okay. And she fucking hates her ex-husband, so she wants to run the team in the ground, so she hires this American, like, AAA uh, college football coach to come and run this uh, um, Premier League soccer team, right? And so it's like soccer over there is, like, such a fucking right. ravenous sport, and it's like the Premier League is the top of the food chain. Okay. And so, and she wants to run it into the ground with this fucking Yankee, sure. you know, fucking uh, coach. And um, he just, I'm not going to tell you the whole thing, but he shows up and he's just this fucking super genuine guy, honest. Everything he says is from the heart, like, and he cares. And, but he's like so fucking, he's very, um, I think, affable is the word I'm looking for. And he's self deprecating, but in a way that's not like, you just trust him, mm-hmm. you know? And it's it's fucking great show, man. Hmm. And and it's like you just feel good, like watching the show. You're like, fuck, that's what the world needs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's more fucking Ted Lasso. <laughs> off to, it, it's it's off worth to, it. Yeah, it's worth it. It's like some people get HBO for Game of Thrones. Yeah, or whatever. Sam got HBO to watch the Friends fucking reunion. Yeah, it's it's worth it. There's two seasons of it. Um, we watch maybe one episode a night when we, when we do watch it. So, you know, we, we, we get in maybe four or five episodes a week right now. Do you have to have a specific thing to watch Apple TV? 
No, it's an app. Like we got a Vizio smart TV. Okay. It's just an app. Um, I typed in Apple TV and I got a bunch of like Roku looking boxes. Yeah, so there's Apple TV is an actual product too. So you you need to go to the Apple TV subscription. The app or the TV Plus? You want to, it's the app. It's an app that you can put on your TV oh, or yeah, you can see, put it on your phone. Gotcha. Yeah, it's like a, it's a subscription service. Yeah, that's what you want to look I figured. for. Um, but it's uh, but they do have a thing called Apple TV too. That's a whole different yeah, thing. Yeah, that's where I was confused. Yeah, but it's fucking great show, man. Like, it, if anybody's listening, anybody at all, after this weird fucking conversation this morning, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's like such a. It's just. Yeah, I don't know. Can't say enough good things about it. Really great show. Really loving it. It's one it's of those not ones. terribly priced. Or maybe I'm looking at the wrong thing. How much is it? Says free seven day trial, then five bucks a month. Yeah, you probably get. Hmm, that's pretty fucking cheap. Wonder if that's like a version that's got commercials or something. This is Apple TV Plus, but Ted Lasso's on here. Oh, there you go. That's I don't know. I'll pay five bucks a month and binge watch. It's worth it, man. It's, it's definitely. If worth I can it. get a week free, I'll just binge watch it for the week. See, there you go. A lot of people do that. I've done that before. But then, you to, but then you have to like, you have to go through and do the cancellation. And yeah, if you're gonna binge watch something, like you almost have to make time, te- depending on how long it is. Like, do you take time off just to binge watch? Like, what do you? It depends on how how like fucking into it you are. I guess. Like, like I've take yeah. a vacation day. Right. That's what I mean. I'm like, okay, with two boys, weekends are out. Yeah. Don't even talk to me about weekends. Mm-hmm. So during the week, but then I'm going to have to take a day off, still send my boys to a babysitter mm-hmm. to binge watch something over the day. Otherwise, I'm watching it from like 8 to 10 o'clock at night. So I'm watching, are they 30-minute episodes? An no, hour no, no, no. They're, they're probably 45. Okay. So I'm watching two episodes a night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's two seasons. So then I got I got longer than a week. Yeah, you got you got better. than You got to have more than a week, I think. Um. Because you're right, you know, A, it's fucking summer in Wisconsin. You don't want to waste your fucking weekends binge-watching shit inside. No, God, no. You know, like, that's wintertime. Ironically, I'm not opposed to taking a day off and just, like, hanging out. Vegging on in my house and vegging. Well, there you go. I had a a long week anyways. I think Sam would like it, though. I think she'd enjoy watching it with you. Would she? I think so. Yeah, there's, like, there's really strong female characters. There's strong male characters. There's, like all this relationship stuff and there's kid stuff and, and like, and then there's this really great like coaching thing. Yeah, and this guy yeah. like gets into these players heads and it's like, it's, and, and the players, there's, there's plenty of cussing, you know, so it's, sure. it's, you know, it's not like a little kid show. Um, but it's not like out there cussing either. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just, and See, it, I, as an adult who obviously, if you listen to this podcast, Swears a lot mm-hmm. in my free time, yeah. not my professional time. Uh, I really appreciate the fact that subscriptions now, like I'll use Netflix, but I know it's all over like Amazon and like the subscription-based series or movies, like all of them can be essentially mature rated. Yeah. Like there's no limits. No. Uh-uh. And I love it. Yeah. I love that. It's not, like I appreciate obviously just made for TV stuff, but- there's not commercial breaks. You don't have to stop at a cliffhanger. You don't have to mm-hmm. keep it super clean and politically correct. Just like do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, I I agree hundred percent that it makes it makes viewing 
just that much better because it, it's uh, more identifiable. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, it's just, yeah. Yeah. You can identify with all that shit. You know, there's like, it, some stuff I've noticed like with the sex scenes, like Vikings, and there's a, there's another show, I don't remember what it was we were watching. Is Vikings the funny one or the real one? The real one. Okay. Um, like the sex scenes are pretty, they're like basically soft porn. Oh, yeah. You know? And so it's like, okay, that's fine, you know, a little excitement. But then they'll, like, throw three of them in an episode yeah. or four. Yeah. And it's like, I get it, like, but I'm, I want to actually watch the episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only going to get halfway through the episode. I think <laughs> there's, some, up. there's some series that throw nudity and sex in there just because I think it's... It's exciting. It's exciting, and that's what people are going to watch. Mm-hmm. But it's awkward when... I've said this multiple times, like I have an iPad, so when Sam like sleeps, I watch an iPad, so I'm still laying in bed. Like if you're watching a TV show or something like that, mm-hmm. and then there is a bunch of sex scenes, like, mm-hmm. if, like- if Sam wakes <laughs> up and watch and looks at what the fuck I'm watching, like I'm not watching porn. <laughs> promise. <laughs> yeah, but you're also you're sitting there and you're watching these sex scenes. It's like, hey, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, don't oh. wake me up. <coughs> oh, uh, oh, I'm sorry that I wake uh, you up. Hey, no. hey, since you're already We're awake, old. I'm not going to be on a good note. You walked into the house today. <laughs> we walked in. I'm like, uh, is everyone decent? Ike's here. <laughs> By the way, oh yeah, you. Oh yeah, that's right. You're coming. Yeah, I don't think she was really pleased to have me. That I just walked in the house with you. Yeah, like, I hey, come on in. I forgot something in the house. Yeah, I don't think so. That's all right. I'm like, hey, Sam. She's like, hey. <laughs> Hey, Ike. Wasn't, wasn't expecting you to be here today. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, well, your kids are cool though. Like they were like they were they didn't care. They're like, hey, man. Well, yeah. uh, Lincoln was a little nervous. He's shy at first, but yeah. once he opens up, then you're his, then you'll be his best friend. Ah, uh, I'd love to be Lincoln's best friend. So, but best friends of kids like that is like the fucking funnest time to be a best friend. Yeah, I don't know if it's like. Um, so when we walked in, I need a child psychologist. On, on to listen to this. Okay, let me put my hat on. Um, so he's, he was obviously playing. He was running around. He was jumping on the couch, which is what he does. He said, hey, but he was super shy. Yep. But then without saying anything to you, he went and he got his, he has a Spider-Man mask. Mm-hmm. And he put that on. And then suddenly he's. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But he's willing to talk to you and like play again. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a security thing or if that's like. He was already like comfortable and just showing it like off his like I don't know, is the mask the security and it gave him the comfort or was he like looking at you like I can show this off because he in all fairness he puts that on all the time and he runs around and he pretends, pretends he's Spider Man. Mm-hmm. I think it's like I think there is security and and yeah. like yeah because like you you're it's acceptable to act a certain way if you're playing a character. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you're just being yourself, then it's, then it's like maybe not as acceptable. You know, like uh, he's playing a part. So if he's, yeah, I don't think that went through his head. I meant more just like in, in order to t- in order to talk to you, he wouldn't talk to you or say hey really mm-hmm. until he put the mask on, and then suddenly he's like looking at you and he's like showing off his mask, and then he was totally willing to say goodbye. All fine. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think, I don't know. I, I don't know the psychology of it. I'm not going to say what he was thinking. When it happened, I initially thought he was using that as a security blanket. It, I think that's what it is. I think it's like, 
So how how many adults like they talk about like uh, people that are actors and stuff? A lot of them are shy and, and more introverted. Oh really? And in, in, until they get on the stage or on the screen, and then they're this. They can be whatever they want to be because they're not themselves. Hmm. You know, they can play this part to the nines because it's not really them. Sure. You know, and so it's like uh, they get to step into somebody else's life, and um, and it's like very freeing. And, and exhilarating and, and allows them to uh, be more easy, easily, they can interact easier. Yeah. So I think that has something to do with it for sure. Like there's something about stepping into a character that allows people that are more shy by nature, allows them to um, be more outgoing. That makes sense. Yeah. It's like, I know like I've not done a lot of acting. I've done some like and then some plays and stuff like that when I was a kid it was like I was I was like the I was like an outcast kind of kid when I was in grade school mm-hmm. and but when I would when I got to do a play we did Christopher Columbus in 5th grade and it was like I had a part to play and I and I could be loud and I could and I could say things loud and I could do crazy things with my body and move around and jump and all these things and not feel self-conscious because I, there was a purpose behind it. Sure. I was being sure. Christopher Columbus or whatever, you know, but as, as just like regular Ike, I didn't want to draw the attention to me because they'd be like, what are you doing that for? Mm-hmm. You know, but if I'm fucking Spider-Man, well, this is what Spider-Man does, man. Yeah. You know, I jump around and shit. I'm, I'm cool. You know, <laughs> cool. I'm cool. Spider-Man's fucking cool. Yeah. I, uh, so I we went and watched Black Widow. Okay. With the boys. Um, like at a theater or did yeah, you do the went stream? To the, went to the theater. Okay. The stream's like 30 fucking dollars. What? Yeah. If you want to stream it, that's what what it was when we went to the theater. We, it was 30 bucks. Damn. It's like for 30 bucks, I want a theater experience. Yeah. You so know? not before you tell the story, I was listening to something also. And I think a lot of these um, streaming companies like Disney Plus or whatever are going to go back to the theater model. How do you mean? Um, so I forgot who it might've been Disney. Like they saw like the black widow downloads or whatever for the, the streaming one. Mm -hmm. Like it did really good for like two days or three days and then it crashed and burned. And so the, the news thing I was listening to, it was a radio show. It's basically said like by 2023, they want to get back to theater only drops, Mm. but they're looking to do it for less time. Like instead of having a, a movie in the theater for ninety days, yeah, maybe it's only in the theater for forty five or sixty days. They have movies in theater for ninety days. Yeah, holy shit! I don't even remember those days. I believe it. So they'll make it more. They'll make it accessible online earlier. Sure. Because I think like a movie in the theater makes all its money probably in the first three weeks. Mm-hmm. Do you ever probably notice in the first two weeks? Honestly, when you go to see a movie in the theater and it's brand new, the trailers are like three times longer. Yeah. And then as, as the movie gets older, the trailers are less and less because the people that put the trailers on there don't want to pay for that movie because it's only going to be that many people yeah, in the first like couple said, weeks. Yeah, first two weeks, yeah. probably. Anyway, so you went to the theater to watch Black Widow. Went to the theater to watch Black Widow. And um, uh, so Marvel's got this thing where um, at the end of the movie – Mm-hmm. There's always like a little teaser for the next, yeah, little movie. cameo or yeah, something. Yeah, something. And uh, so I'm, and I'd never ever in a theater. I only watched a couple Marvel movies in a the theater. Never stayed to the credits because I didn't know it the, the first couple times I was there. Yeah. So I told 
my my son and his friend. I'm like, all right, we got to stay. And they're like, ah, oh, why do we got to stay? And I'm like, because this is the fucking thing. Yeah. I've never done this before. We have to do it. And his friend's like, he's like, oh, yeah. So he pulls up his phone. He goes, oh, it's just these two people, and they're standing by a grave. I'm like, what the fuck? You little asshole. And he's like, he's like, but I didn't tell you who they were. And I'm like, I don't care. Now I know what's up. I didn't know what was up. Yeah. Doesn't tell you that much. He didn't he didn't spill it out too much. But anyway, so we're watching the movie. So we had this discussion. One of the reasons I actually do want to bring my son on here is because like we had this discussion about like uh um who's a real Avenger? Like out of all the Avenger series, like who's an actual Avenger? And so it was like we had to go through the list and it's like, is Spider Man an Avenger? No. Are you sure? Because Tony Stark said, Welcome to the club, you're an Avenger now. Oh, I don't know. Bro, I know nothing about Marvel. You don't watch the Marvel movies? No, I didn't say that. I said I don't know nothing. I know nothing about them. So Logan and I, we need to get Logan on here too. When Logan was living in Baraboo, we would go to all the drops, Marvel drops. We would go down to Sun Prairie to the recliners, mm-hmm. and we'd watch like a midnight showing of these Marvel movies. And I'll be really honest, the whole time down, because it's an hour drive, he had to explain what the fuck was happening before this. And then when we left, he had to explain what the fuck just happened and what that means. Mm-hmm. And I still don't so know. So he's into it. He's into it. And we had to watch all that. We stayed for all the credits and shit like that, yep. too. But I don't actually know anything about it. I enjoy the movies, but I don't know any of the stories. See, I didn't know the stories from the comic books at all. Yeah. Um, I didn't read the comic books. But um, after like understanding that there's a lot of deeper shit that happens in the movies beyond what you just see... Then it's like, um, I would watch some of the, um, these people would have a YouTube video, like about the Easter eggs and what this Mm -hmm. means and what that means. And I, I gained a fairly high appreciation for the nuance that they, and the detail that they put into those movies and what's, what makes them so great and what's makes their fans so ravenous. It's like, they will take a photo from a movie that hasn't even been out yet. And they'll put it in a movie that's out right now, mm. and and then when the next movie comes out, someone like they'll because they watch them like a hundred fucking times, like oh that photo that was on the desk of the fucking uh, the CIA director's desk was was the photo from this movie, oh, sure, you know, and it's from the future. So what does that mean, you know, and all these little things that they do. Um, but uh, but what you're saying though. Is that you're not into the nuance of the Marvel shit. No. Yeah. Well, excuse me. There's a scene when the Avengers are all fighting together and Spider-Man. In this one or in like. No, no, no. In a previous Marvel movie. Yeah, Endgame or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Spider-Man's like wants to be an Avenger. Yeah. And, And then Tony Stark's like, all right, man, welcome to the club. You're an Avenger now. But then he's like, well, I just kind of want to be a kid for a little while. So he goes back to whatever the fuck he's doing before. But the, the the real debate for us coming home with these two young men was like whether Spider-Man was a real Avenger mm. or was he just like a not Avenger? Like is Ant-Man an Avenger? No, Ant-Man's not a fucking Avenger. I would agree with that. Yeah. Who are the Avengers? I really liked, for what it's worth, I really liked the new take on Spider-Man in that previous Avenger movie. Which new take? Well, like just... Maybe it was just the actor, but I liked how they portrayed him as like a dumb young kid. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like him. I think he's my favorite Spider-Man. Yeah. Like 
uh, the. I'm trying to think of the one before Toby Maguire. Yes. Yeah. He's all right, but he wasn't like this guy. Yeah. This is the what's this guy's name? I don't uh, Holland. Tom. Tom. Holland? Yeah, 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 yeah. Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. Yeah, I like him. He's an English dude. He is. I yeah. just watched a different movie with him. Yeah, he's. I like him. He's a good actor, and I like him as Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's probably my favorite Spider Man of the Spider Mans. Did you watch Into the Spider Verse? Nope. That's a fun movie. It's a cartoon one. It's animated. Okay. And there's like there's like three or four different Spider Mans in it. I was gonna say there's so many different Spider Mans now. Yeah, but it's all cartoons, so it's like it, you'll. And I think it's one you can watch with your kids too. It's a fun one. I I actually really enjoy the movie. Yeah. And it, it was like it's a cartoon Spider Man. I don't know if I was gonna like it, but it was really good. It was funny, and they had all these jokes, and Spider Man gets fat. And okay. It's like yeah, it's 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 pretty funny. It's a good one. I think you'll like it. And I think your kids would probably like it too. Yeah. Well, like this, see, this stuff is so in depth that it's just like. You got to really want to be into it to be into it. Well, here's the thing, right? They're making things that are artificial with depth. So, like, people aren't aren't living in depth lives as much anymore. So there's like so much of the so much of our our lives are full of these things that are artificial. You know, artificial emotions from Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. You know, all these things. So they're creating depth from our entertainment. Because our lives don't have as much depth, and I don't want to get all fucking morbid and sad and shit on, not morbid, but like, you know, it's, um, it's like a, a, a like re- a really great book. Yeah. Has all this great depth to it, right? Oh, yeah, you people. You know? Yeah. I, like TV series or really good books or really good movies, it allows the viewer or the reader to basically put themselves in that world for a little bit. Right. But now everything is consumed and not lived. Sure. You know, like sure. I was talking about Harvey, the guy that has the, the mud hut. Yeah. You know, he lived it. Right. Like that motherfucker lived all those adventures that yeah. everybody else reads about and watches TV and yeah. movies about. We're watching alone. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. He's, he lived it. Yeah. You know, and so it's like, it's getting more and more and more necessary to create this artificial depth to get people to feel something, you know. Yeah, because, I would. Oh, I should have done research on this because it's actually a really good point. I just watched a movie. It's not a newer movie, I don't think, about a professor who gets. It's a professor, and he's put to death on death row for a murder that he didn't do, but he was an activist at the same time. Mm-hmm. Had uh, Kevin Spacey in it, I think. Anyways, in like the opening scene of this guy's of this movie. As a professor, he's talking about someone who's he's talking about fantasies and this book they must have read as his students and the fact that fantasies are necessary to have like a point in life because once you like if you look at a fantasy, once you've done it, it no longer you no longer have the drive to do it anymore. Loses its magic. It loses its magic and it doesn't have anything anymore. So like let's go back to Harvey. How many people would see that? mud hut and be like oh fuck yeah i can live in that and then they start fantasizing about doing it but then they do it once and it's like yeah i could go back to the other way mm-hmm. and so i god i should have done more research i i might look that up and we can have a discussion on that next week you should look it up i'm sure it was based on like an actual thing yeah well it's 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 real life yeah you know it's it's um well this movie was fake well <laughs> i know but the emotions that they they portray real life yeah and 
and I think that our our um our our sphere of experiences is getting smaller. You know, as yeah. as technology grows, our real life experiences are getting smaller. But the fantasies of having you know, right are exactly. expanding. The fantasies are expanding. So I guess you know it. It's like it opens up the mind to, to possibilities beyond what we thought before would be possible. But maybe because you know maybe they're not possible, but we can dream it up. So mm-hmm. we can we can create it in a digital world. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's it's a. Uh, uh, so something. So like uh, uh, there's a phrase I'm trying to come up with it. It's like um, uh, the pain somebody experiences, um, like it's like, say, like my kid when he's playing a video game, right? And, um, and something really bad happens in the video game and he's super upset, you know? And it's like, dude, it's a fucking game. Right. You know? But to him, the, the pain he's experiencing, the emotion he's experiencing is just as real is if I wreck my truck, mm. it's because that's all he knows. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I think there's a, there's a, um, I have had a, a tendency and I think a lot of people have a tendency with, especially with their kids to discount the depth of their emotion. For sure, dude. Look, I, I already can tell you, I discount the emotion with sports fans. Uh, people like flipped fucking shit about the Bucks winning the championship. Yeah. Cool. They won the championship. It honestly doesn't impact me at all. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Like yeah. I'm I'm just not invested in that. People cry when their team loses in football or something like yeah. that. Like, mm-hmm. it, yeah. I, at the end of the day, am I upset about it? Yeah, I wish they would have won, but I'm gonna go to bed just fine and I'm gonna wake up and my life is not gonna be any different than if they would have won. Right, but do we have do you have judgments on the people that flip their fucking shit? Like, dude, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. 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 But it's like, to them, it is. I know. And so I, I, I recognize that I shouldn't have that judgment or I shouldn't downplay it for them mm-hmm. or anyone. But I just, yeah, I do. I know I do. Yeah. And I, it's something that I've, yeah, it's, it's something I've felt I've, I'd, I've had in my life for a long time, especially my kids and video games and stuff like that, that I'm recognizing more now, I think, than ever. And, and it, maybe it's just coming with maturity or, or whatever, this life experience. But but it's like, okay, so a friend of mine and his wife were hiking backcountry camping in Glacier, right? They're 11 miles out into the fucking woods. 11 miles out. It's them and their two kids. And they got, you know, dad's got 60, 70 pounds on his back. Mom's mm-hmm. got 30, 40 pounds. The kid's got 25, 35 pounds apiece. You know, they're hiking. And uh, they've put on a lot of miles. They're about three-quarters of a mile from their campsite. And uh, they're going down this kind of steeper area on this on this hike. And um, they start to slide. Her foot, the mom, her foot goes under a root. And she goes over backwards and she breaks her Oof. fibula. Fibula, I think. Right down by her yeah. ankle. You know. Makes me think of that Conor McGregor break just recently when he broke okay. his like it was his actual leg bone. Yeah, um, she breaks it eleven miles into the backcountry. It's no cell service, no nothing, right? And um, 
So they're fucking, okay, now, she, now mom's on the ground, screaming and praying, broken leg. What do we do, right? So they figure it out. They, they get her on a fucking uh, air mattress thing, and they drag her three-quarters of a mile down the trail to the camp. Someone, luckily, when they get back to camp, there's someone there that has a sat phone because mm-hmm. it was um, – so they call the ranger station, and the ranger's like, hey, it's 5 o'clock at night. We'll see you in the morning. Mm-hmm. We can't get out there till the morning. So they got to figure this out all through the night. Like, can't fucking imagine. Your kids are freaking out. Mom's got a broken leg. You're in the fucking middle of the mountains. Like, you got someone's got to come on horseback to come and get you out. Mom's got to go to the bathroom. You got to feed her. She's nauseous. All this. It's right. like, it's crazy, right? It's like a, a life-changing experience, you know? So... I'm telling Harvey, my father-in-law, who lived in the fucking mountains for his whole life. I'm like, hey, man, you're never going to believe this fucking crazy story, right? They're back in the back country, 11 miles in, she mm-hmm. slips, breaks her fucking leg. He goes, yeah, that'll happen. That's it. No emotion, no nothing. I'm like, yeah, her foot went under this root, snapped the leg. He's like, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> and I'm like trying Sounds to, plausible. I know. And I'm like, I'm like. I'm putting all the emphasis I can get on this thing because I'm thinking it's going to get a reaction out of him. Yeah, and he's, and he's just like, like, he's like, yeah. And I go, so then they sent this lady in with some pack horses and stuff. And he goes, oh, yeah, that's what I would have done. And they, they dragged her on this mat. And he goes, oh, that's pretty smart. And it, that's it. But he lived it for so long sure. that, like, in that situation, he's just like, okay, this is what we got to do. The lady that came in and packed her out on the horseback She's like, she comes in. She's like, all right, how we doing? You know, heard, heard Pretty you got chill. A, heard you got a broken leg. Well, I brought some crutches and they're like, wow, the crutches aren't going to work. She's like, okay, no big deal. Let's get you on the horse. And it's like, well, okay, but the leg's broken. She's like, yeah, but we got to get you out. So yeah. let's get it done. Yeah. You know, and it was just like, she was super fucking chill. Like no big deal. And, and it's just like the, the depth of experience people have, it regulates the emotional response to pain, to, to tragic circumstances, to all those things where it's like, it's, it's not the end of the fucking world. Right. You know? And, and so, um, and so like with my kids to them, it's really the end of the fucking world in that moment. Well, I mean to, to them. Yeah. Maybe not end of the world, but yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. I feel like there's a couple things like there's a calmness in that aspect because they've gone through the, been through this situation and they know how to fix it i feel like the emotional side to like losing a video game is because you put so much investment in that video game that you're so emotionally attached to it even though you can just hit restart or do it again Mm -hmm. like i'll give the example like this podcast you and i are pretty emotionally attached to this podcast i would say okay in the sense of we're invested in it right yeah we're invested in it but there's, you know, if someone listens to you, like, yeah, that was good. Right. And I'm like, what do you mean it was good that we talked about this? And they're like, no, it, was, it was good. It was all right. Yeah. You know what I mean? How, how, how would you handle it if all of a sudden today's the last day? I, that, I, that would suck. It would suck. Yeah. But in your life experience, like, would it wreck you? Like, would you, would you like, would it ruin your fucking day for the whole day where you just were like, you wouldn't be able to do anything? Or would you be like, this really fucking sucks, but, you know, it's okay? Mm, that's a good question. I don't know. Because I don't want to diminish what we're doing here. <laughs> but I feel like 
in my life, I've had so many experiences that have abruptly ended. Sure. That it's like, I would be able to be like, okay, well, it really fucking blows. Yeah. But goddamn, we had a great time and, and it's going to be okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it'd be fine. Like, I guess it would, by abrupt end, it can mean two things in this context, right? Abrupt end. One would be, we just don't record anymore, which I could move on from. Mm-hmm. No problem. Second abrupt end would mean you and I don't have a conversation anymore. Right. There's a big difference there. Is, there. there is that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, well, yes, life would go on like, you're my brother. Mm-hmm. There's there's a different response to yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would fucking blow. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like... um, That would imply, obviously, that you got hit by a bus. <laughs> if I get hit by a fucking bus, dude. If fine. you get hit by a bus, then I'm so fucked because I said something and I my life would be ruined for saying it. You'd get canceled. I would you kill Ike, uh, dude. I would have such bad superstition; it wouldn't even mm. be funny. Yeah, so. no, I'm not gonna get but, hit by a bus. So, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. Okay the the investment side of the podcast. Yeah, if we stopped podcasting, it's not the end of the world. You're right. Yeah, because I do this more to hang out with you, and I think that's the investment side. Yeah, or the emotional. I, I know what side. you mean. Yeah, so. I know what you mean. Yeah. It's um, but yeah, there's just like there's just a level of how many times we've had these kinds of experiences where it's like where you just know it's going to be okay. You know, it's like my yeah my buddy, he's beyond a buddy. He's 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 a, he was a brother from another mother. He lives in L.A. And him and I have gone through so many fucking things. Sure. And uh, when he moved away, that was really hard on me. Right. You know. Um. And then, uh, and then I'd go and see him, and and it's like I I would want to talk to him once a week, you know, and just just make sure we kept like kept it up, and and I and I I was like uh, now I go and see him, and I come back, and it's like it's like whatever, it's normal, mm-hmm. it's, it's like. And then um, had another friend of mine. He moved away. And it's like, okay, I've been through this before. I right. get it, you know. Then I moved away, you know. And it's just like, it was really fucking hard when I moved away because I lost contact with a lot of my friends. I lost contact with these guys from the club, you know. And there, I had days where I would struggle, you know. And and but having had that experience and then coming back, it was like. Uh, um, it's like, I know it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it doesn't mean that it's forever. It doesn't mean that, you know, uh, that it's, I'm going to, I don't want it to let it wreck my present experience because then I'm going to be missing out on, on whatever the reason it is that it's happening for sure, you know? And so like over time, I've been able to gain the amount of perspective from having all these experiences. Yeah. So the less experiences people have, the less perspective they have, and and the more things are tragic. Yeah, that you know? that makes total sense. And if so, you, if you've never been in a car accident before, your world is probably ending if you get in a car accident. Right. If you yeah. just totaled your car, I mean, hopefully you're able to walk away. But yeah. if you total a car, your life might be over in your eyes. Yeah. Guess what? There's a million plus cars out there. You're gonna buy another car. Yeah. And you're gonna drive another car and there's a good chance you'll get in another accident at some point in your life. Mm-hmm. You ever seen someone who gets in a fender bender and it fucking wrecks them? Yeah. It's like, it's, it's so hard 
to see like they got a dent in their bumper Mm -hmm. and they're crying and it's like it's the end of the world it's like hang on but for them because they've never had that experience before they don't know what to do when when that's something like that happens it is the end of the world just getting a ticket yeah you get a ticket and you're like my i'm a criminal my world is over so yeah you're not you're gonna pay a hundred dollar fine you're gonna lose three points on your license which is nothing because you have 20 of them or whatever it is and yeah you're gonna move on so yeah it's i just think it's an interesting psychology and yeah and moving like as our as our uh, society progresses more and more into having artificial experiences do what does our psychology still hold the same emotional um imprint from a from an artificial experience that we do from real experiences. I don't think it does. I don't either. But it's like if you're listening to this conversation, you are maybe, you know, it's a great experience, hopefully, and you're enjoying the conversation, but it's not the same as sitting here. No, and it's not and it's not the same as having input on a conversation. Yeah, for sure. You know, so so how is that going to how's it going to change like are we even going to notice the change because everybody's going to be having the same artificial experiences so the emotions are going to be the same? Or um, I think that's why, going back to the show alone, I think that's why there's such a draw for certain people to, to, to hold on to that life as long as they possibly can because it's, it's like um, it's something that is like an in-depth, real experience that will imprint on you on such a deeper level than vr Mm -hmm. you know than watching the episode on television Mm -hmm. you know it's to to imagining what it might feel like to be the guy who's been in the woods for a hundred days who's lost 45 pounds of body weight and and come out on top of of this game he played after he killed a fucking musk ox or Mm -hmm. something you Mm know it's um there's no replicating that right you know and uh and so it's, I think that our emotions and, and how we react to things are, are holding so much more weight now than our, almost than our experiences because everybody's can react and everybody can have these, these really crazy emotions on things, but they've never experienced them, you know, but the, as a, as a, as a society of people who haven't had these real experiences it's like more powerful. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Yeah, and that might, frankly, tie into why we're so fucking soft, because people haven't had experiences and had to work through it, other than just emotionally watching someone else do it. Right. I think it's totally why we're so soft. It's like it's a lack of experiences. Right. You know. Right. So true experiences. Yeah. True, true experiences. experiences. So let's say, let's say our our society collapses. Yeah. You know, how how do people who have never had true experiences or very limited true experiences, how do they survive? How do they get by? Or are they the ones that fucking, they get weeded out real fast? If you, know, you can, I think if you can find that friend who can carry you along. Yeah, you have to. R- right? For sure. You're going to have to find some kind of little group or something. Yeah. And start having experiences quick. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So that, and I don't and I don't think it's a physical capability. I think it's a mental capability. I think they're going to mentally snap. Yeah. Well. The, yeah. Because it's like either you freeze and you die, right, 
or or you you fucking toughen up and you move on. You take the hits and you keep moving. Yeah, you know. Um, it's now a, I'm always for an underdog. You watch the movies where people get thrown into situations like that and they oh become yeah become a new person and they thrive. So oh yeah, what was that fucking new? What's that new zombie movie with uh with uh, Batista? I don't know. Um. Uh, mm, fuck! It's such a good. It's a. It's a fun movie. Um. I'm gonna look it up. Everybody, okay. bear with me here. Zombie movie with Batista. I'm sure there are somebody listening to this. Um. Going dumb motherfucker. It's this, but I can't hear you right now. So um. Calling numbers not working. It's Army of the Dead. Oh, okay. Army of the Dead. It's a fun zombie movie, right? And there's this dude who's like, uh, um, his family owns a company that builds safes. Okay. So the, And they need a, a safe cracker to crack this safe, but it happens to be in, in Las Vegas, and Las Vegas has been overrun with zombies. I've seen this movie. You saw it? Yeah. They got, there's a big wall around the city. Yeah. They got to get it's in. It's in Vegas. Yeah, it's in Vegas. I won't spoil it, but yeah. Okay. So the zomb- so the, the safe cracker guy is the guy. Yeah. He's like, he's never experienced anything. Yeah. Never held a gun, yeah, yeah. never had any of that. And he gets in there and he starts, and he pops a couple zombies. He's like, whoa. And it's like his level of emotion and excitement about popping a zombie when all these other guys are like trained killers. Right. It's like, it's like he is like flying like through the fucking stratosphere. Yeah. You know? And, and it's like... Those are the guys that you root for because yeah. they're they're yeah. having these super high emotional feelings like they're living it, obviously, artificially. So that's what I love so much. I think that's what I love so much about watching those like American Idol shows and shit. Sure. It's like somebody's up there on the stage, scared as fuck, belting it out for the world to see millions of people are going to judge them and they're flying high Yeah, on man that. they fucking kill it yeah and and so it's like and then like people lose their shit and it's like they just had an experience that so few people get to have mm-hmm. but now when they when they go on tour and they start having that experience after experience after experience it lessens the power of the experience but like um, trying to continue to relate to people who are going through that experience for the first time. You know, I think that's where people get jaded. That's where people get like, like numb and in, in their, in their fame mm. where it's like, yeah, I've been through that. I've done oh, that. Sure. Where it's like, but if you can still you're put yourself. You're not relatable anymore. Yeah. You're not relatable yeah. anymore. You know? Um, so yeah, man, it's like, I, I think that um, first off, <laughs> First off, first off, let's let's break this shit down. If you're have as break many it down, real I need ex- to get out of here really quick. <laughs> Seriously, okay, <laughs> we'll break it down in a second. Maybe, maybe. What are your points, Ike? What are your points? You forgot them, didn't mm. you? Our break fucked you. No, no, no. Our- <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> that did not sound good. <laughs> let's rephrase that. <laughs> let's rephrase that. I did not get break fucked. <laughs> that's actually a good term. That's that should be the terminology from now on when we go to take a piss and we come back and we're on a totally different subject. We got break fucked. That's good. Like okay, it. there you go. Anyway, I think what I was trying to say basically is that um, that just the experiences we have 
shape us and, and allow us to like be more open to new experiences. Um, but also I think that they jade us against people who are, who have less experiences like our kids when they're getting, having a temper tantrum, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. anytime from like when they're two years old and they're, and they're throwing a shit fit in the grocery store cause they can't buy a can of Pringles to when they're 14 and they lose a video game and they lose their shit. Sure. Um, it's, a. uh, uh everybody's emotions for them is like the, the level and depth of pain and, and emotions they experience is just based on the level and depth of experiences they've had. Yeah. So it doesn't make it any less real emotion. It just means that like, that means that we're softer, you know, like, like we have, we're not having the experiences and, and as time goes on, we're having less experiences. We're, we're having less personal experiences, physical experiences. It's so much more digital and so much more, you know, VR and, and, uh, video games and movies and, um, even conversations like hard conversations we have with, with people, it's happening more on a keyboard or mm-hmm. over the phone right. or, you know, it's, it's, it's just not the same. And I'd so say keyboard for sure. Yeah. I th- I, yeah. I don't think people, do people call each other anymore unless you want to like your, our generation or older. Like on purpose like, to call. You mean like younger generations? Yeah. Well, my my son calls his their friends. They still call each other they sometimes. Do. They yeah. don't just sit there and text the whole time. No, they don't. They text a lot. Like they're always texting and Snapchatting and shit. Like that. It's like nonstop. Which I don't understand that. But he he does, and I don't know if he's maybe a little bit different. But they still talk on the phone. Mm. Yeah, I'll hear I'll hear him talking to his friends on the phone That's sometimes. Good. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. I mean. It's not always face to face, but it's like, but he still gets together with his friends a lot too. Yeah. Like they're always doing shit together, you know? Um, so I think that's just, it's super important, but yeah. Um, and if the fucking, if the, if the U S starts to crumble, we're going to be fucking lost for a, for a, for a, uh, you know, our population's going to get thinned out. I think real fast, you know? Yeah. I think there will be per- people that will, will group up. For sure. And there will be a couple of people in that group that know kind of what to do, and then they'll help people out, you know. Um, but then there's going to be, you know, uh, a lot of people that are just going to be like. I think it really depends. As we dive into this rabbit hole, I think it depends on the nature of the collapse. There's so many, like, military, ex-military, survivalist, hunters, People who can, like, maybe not. I don't know. Well, I those I, I I think you're right, but I think those people tend to congregate in places where those people are. Yeah, you know, think that's of, true. Think about like big cities. If a if if a big city like say New York or whatever collapses, you know, it's like there's a lot of people that don't that can't get along without a grocery store. There's oh, a lot of sure. people that can't get along without tap water. You know, there's a lot of people who are going to want to take over and be the new power. But if there's no power to be, you know, it's like... Look at, look at Chaz Chop, Seattle. Oh, yeah. Yep. No power to be, so then there's a subgroup that became the new authority. Right, but they still had running water. Right, yeah. And, yeah. and all of the amenities. True. I think you take that shit away... Things change a lot. I think I think things change a lot. Like, That's valid. I really, I really do. Um, 
So yeah, it's um, I think that the, so it's less the collapse of like a government and more the collapse of like day to day essentials or yeah, like like the power first goes world, out, first world things. Yeah, the water, no 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 clean water, right? No power, no heat, no um transportation, no communication. See, this is exactly why if I build a house, it's gonna be all fucking self sustaining. Yeah, absolutely. Big old solar panel array, a big fucking Tesla power wall to power my house. Well, but see, that's only going to get you so far. I mean, the solar wall will, I guess that'll last you as long as the solar panels last and all that shit. Yeah. Have you heard of geothermal heating? Yeah. So basically it's cooling too, isn't it? Yep. Heating and cooling. So you bury like antifreeze or something lines. Way deep in the ground. Yeah. So that it all gets to that temperature of basically closer to earth core, more stable. Yep. And then you just pump that through your house, right? Yep. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You can use it in the, for AC in the winter and you can use it for heat. Or See, but you got to be AC able to pump that shit. Well, that's where the solar panels true. come in. Very true. You Very know? true. Yeah. That's where the that electricity comes in. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm going to build a, have a creek. I'm going to have a water wheel. Damn right. <laughs> I want to, anyway. I want to build like a sun house or a sun room and have like a wood stove in it. In the sunroom? Or like a Four Seasons room. Maybe that's more of an appropriate term. Yeah, four I mean, because a wood stove, if it's in a sunroom, you're going to lose energy, like, because of all the glass. Yeah. You want the you want the wood stove in the core of your house where it's going to, yeah, it's so going to, the heat's going to go into the radio. It's, like, going to get yeah, absorbed. Yeah, it's a radiant heat. Yeah, so, like, that's why those huge fucking fireplaces with stone are so awesome in the winter. It, like, it takes a while to get that fire to heat it up. But once those stones are all hot, it radiates to the house. And oh, it, I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. So I was talking about Harvey earlier. He told me about his, he had this design that he'd never built um, for, a, for a house that's like all self-sufficient, self-sustaining. And he said that um, he would build this really big, giant stone fireplace in the middle of the house. Um, but the backside of the fireplace would be where the shower is. And it'd be a stone wall, and all the heat radiating from the fireplace would radiate through the shower. Mm. So while you're in the shower, you don't get cold. Nice. Yeah, and he said he'd make it look like a conch shell, so you have to, so the heat can't just escape and the water can't escape. But the back of the fireplace is the bathroom shower. Interesting. Yeah, i was like, fuck, that's pretty smart. Do you get cold in the shower though? I think. Well, I mean, a lot of people I think get cold feet in the shower because you like it's like usually oh. a hard surface tile or whatever. That's why they have heated floors, right? I suppose, yeah. Like I like all the. I bat- get cold getting out of the shower. Well, because it's because you're you're all yeah okay fair enough you get cold getting out of the shower you don't want to but like a lot of people when they go to the bathroom in the morning they don't want to walk barefoot on that cold tile. Yeah, you know that's true. It's like that. All my bathrooms in my house have a little baseboard heater in the little bathroom just to warm it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, anywho, I have roll. a birthday party to get to. Happy birthday, little Wesley. Yeah. So appreciate you, man. Appreciate you too. Thanks for the little uh, the patience on the adventure this morning. Oh yeah, yeah, that was fun. That was a good time. Got, <laughs> that was a great got, time. Great I got time. this. I got to say hi to Sam. <laughs> hi Sam. Got to say hi to Lincoln and Wesley. No, it's all cool. It's the first time I was ever really at your house. I think. Really? Yeah, I think so. Huh. Driven by it a million times, but I don't think I've ever. Certainly never been in it. Mm. Maybe I was. I don't know. I feel like I was on your deck once, but I think that's only because you've described it to me so many times. Maybe. I don't think, because I've never seen your boat. 
And it's a fucking shelf right now. It's I, well, whatever. I, I've only seen it in my head. Well, now you saw it. Yeah, for real. I had the experience. My little garage is full of shit. Yeah, all good, man. So, all, all right, right. brother. Have a good week. Yeah, love appreciate you, man. Love you back. Much love to all you listeners, and uh, we will talk to you next time. Peace, everybody.